This is Free Talk Live. We are broadcasting live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the final night of six. We've been here all week long. For those of you just tuning in for our Saturday program, we are here live, and we're up in Lancaster, New Hampshire, in the beautiful White Mountains, and it has turned into a lovely day. After a couple of days of uh, rain, cold, rain and overcast, cold temperatures, uh, it has turned into just a perfect day here in northern New Hampshire. Again, beautiful White Mountains at Rogers Campground. That's where we've been all week long, just having an absolute blast. Mark, you made the comment right before we started the show that uh, the whole week has just it's just blown by for you. Indeed. I you know, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, we got half a pork fest left. This is it. This is the last night of pork fest. It is. Uh, there's maybe one or two things tomorrow morning, but it pretty much wraps out at around noon uh, tomorrow. So if you didn't make it out. I should say the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's, it's yeah. so easy to, to, to fall into the habit of saying pork fest, but that sounds like we're all having barbecue. Or sex. Uh, it well, doesn't sound be, that way to me now. There may be both barbecue and sex going on at Porkfest. I'm, I'm certain there's been some of both. Uh, so, Porcupine Freedom Festival, you can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com to learn more about this. It's likely going to come back next year. I haven't heard anything as far as what the uh, the possible dates will be next year. I have heard rumors that uh, somebody that uh, is real close to this show will be taking the event over as far as organizing is I've concerned. I've heard rumors. So. So that's kind of exciting. Uh, you know, I've also heard that uh, Curtis is going to continue in the role of uh, marketing for Pork, Pork Fest, and I don't think there's anyone better. So, uh, so yeah, so come on up here, uh, learn more about the event. It will be coming back, and uh, you're going to want to make it. If you haven't ever been to a Porcupine Freedom Festival, you definitely want to mark your calendars once it's announced and start planning to do it because it has been an absolute blast. As always, you meet all kinds of interesting, liberty-minded people, each of them with their own story to tell and uh, different interests. Uh, people come together, they have fun, they play games, there's uh, speeches and panels. And uh, Stefan Molyneux from freedomainradio.com did a killer speech uh, last night at the uh, the end of the night. It was really just a real rousing uh, speech in favor of freedom. So we're here, we're going to talk to you, of course, as always. The show still operates the same way as normal. You may call in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, and you can bring up anything you want. But we're also going to be talking to people here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, uh, folks with interesting stories to tell. And there's one guy in particular that I've actually been looking forward to uh, speaking with just on a personal basis. I hadn't taken the time out uh, in this you know, run-up to Porkfest and had a lot to do uh, to call you. But uh, Jay Noon is with us. And Jay, make sure you pull that mic real close to you and uh, lean right on into it there. Uh, Jay, you are somebody who you're doing something that's absolutely heroic. Uh, it's something that I wish that more people would do, because if more people would do what you're doing, then the government people wouldn't be able to do so much damage to folks. If people would come together and, as you have done, not pay property taxes, then I think there would be significant changes that could occur, because they can't take everyone's home. If a bunch of people don't pay, it becomes very, very difficult for them to seize all of those properties at once. But when it's just one person, in your case, it's pretty much what it is. I think your your dad doesn't pay as well on different property. But uh, you haven't paid since you bought your house six or seven years ago. Now, you live in Massachusetts, uh, about, what, an hour and a half down from the border of, uh, of New Hampshire. Is that right? Yeah, if you uh, followed, like, Route 202 out of New Hampshire straight down past, like, Amherst, where UMass is, I'm about 20 minutes south of UMass. So you didn't pay property taxes ever since buying your, your home? I never consented, uh, and that's why I didn't pay the property tax break from the beginning. In fact, to clarify something, uh, they call it real estate tax. In Massachusetts? that's what uh, Well, like New York calls it real property tax because mm -hmm. private property is different 
different from real property. So the legal term? The, the legal term is like really real estate tax. They tax the real estate, which is a, a different thing than private property. Okay. So what is it that I own? I mean, I supposedly own property, but they keep taxing me on it. So do I own real estate or do I actually own private property? Um, you probably uh, hold a, uh, I don't know what you'd even call it, a note, a debt note, really. Because what happens is... Actually, I paid mine off. I don't have a bank note. Well, but what happens is the state... Uh, when you buy the property or the real estate or whatever, in fact, they won't sell you private property. Licensed realtors can only deal in real estate, etc. But when you buy this buy this land, that and you're, and you're under, you think it's yours. Uh, they actually take the and they give you what's called a certificate of deed, and they actually issue a deed to a name in all capital letters. And you'll see that your last name will be first, first name last, and then middle initial. Mm. Um, so they issue the deed to that. Now deeds are the way that corporations and trusts trade property. And uh, real title, actual land patent and title is how men trade property, Which, people trade property. I mean, I've heard about this land patent thing, and it just really just seems like a myth. I mean, does anybody actually really have one of these things? Well, I haven't worked on it very aggressively, but, yeah, it may be a myth. Um, but uh, there is a real title to the property somewhere, and you go to the Registry of Deeds, and they're not interested in helping you find that at all. No. Certainly yeah. not. It's some kind of certificate of deed or something. Well, they give you a deed. They, they, they create a deed, and what actually happens is the state takes the deed, and they use a deed as collateral against their bond rating. The same thing happens with your car. You get a certificate of title for your car, and the state uses that real title to your car as a um, uh, surety against mm -hmm. its bond rating. And for example, in New Hampshire, like cars that are manufactured before 1994 or something don't require a title because their bond is worth nothing. You know, the 15-year-old cars are worth nothing, so they're not interested in using as a surety against their bond rating. But with the property, basically what's happening is your tax is, is essentially a, um interest on the bond that the state is using to borrow money from, like, the Federal Reserve or the international banksters or whatever they're doing. That's essentially what they're using the, um, you know, the, the real title to the property for. So in Massachusetts, uh, you haven't paid in six or seven years. You've never paid on this property. Uh, did you ever own a home or property before this, or was uh, this your first one? No, I got some uh, farmland out in western New York, well, central New York, and uh, like a good slave, I've paid that. I see. So yeah. this is where you're making your stand, and uh, they uh, presume in New Hampshire, they'll come after you after about three years, from what I understand, and make a move to attempt to uh, tax sale the property. What was the first thing that happened to you? I presume they sent you a late notice on, uh, on your first property tax, that they, or the first property tax bill that they sent you? Well, technically, they didn't or send real estate tax. They didn't send me a notice. They sent a title entity in all capital letters a notice. I see uh, what you're saying. But, but what they did is in 2005, they did a, a tax, tax lien, uh, and then... The actual documents that came I'm from... I'm sorry, point of clarification. Do you own the property outright or is it the bank? Oh, actually, the way I bought the property is I have a private loan through somebody. Okay. And and if they take my property, I can't have it. I owe the guy about three years on it, mm. and I'll still pay him right, right. Right, right till he's done. Well, at least with a private loan, you don't have a term in a contract that says you have to pay property taxes, right? There absolutely isn't. Right. And to where all these commercial loans, uh, which I've never actually looked at one or had one, mm -hmm. it... I guess that's where they, they get you. Sure. Yeah. You're, obviously, the bank is going to set it up. So, I mean, <laughs> the bank is going to get the your taxes are going to be paid on that because they'll they'll take them right out of uh, your payments. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most people don't even know what their taxes is mm -hmm. because they have uh, the bank puts it in escrow and takes care of it. They don't know what their water bill is. You know, if they got you know town water.
So okay, so they came after you with uh, with a threat after you uh, the entity uh, didn't pay, or they sent an, uh, you know a threatening letter, and you what did you do? Did you send them something back asking for proof of your obligation to pay the tax? That's exactly what I did. I in, uh, I sent a letter to Roger Bratch, Bratch, the tax collector at the time, uh, a registered certified letter stating that uh, please provide the instrument that compels me to this. Specific now, performance. instrument is a legal term. You got to remember, not not everybody knows yeah. what this stuff means. Uh, so. An instrument would be basically any any document that's going to compel you to something. You know, like a contract would be an instrument. A license could be an instrument. A ticket could be an instrument. Right, you know? with your signature on it, some sort of evidence that you consented to terms. Right. Uh, that's correct. And and I sent them that letter. Oh, probably dozen times, maybe. maybe so basically, the, times. the the position you take, and this is the one that makes the most sense to me is that whenever this government agency or whenever any people calling themselves government come to you and say, well, you owe us this, you come back with this response of, well, I'll be happy to pay you know, this if I actually owe it. Can you please provide, as you said, this you know, signed instrument that, that proves my obligation to pay this? Yeah, Where's, where did I agree to this? Yeah, I didn't say I'd be happy to pay it. I just left that part out. But I asked for the instrument <laughs> well, if that I, if, me. I have, if I have been obligated to pay something, I'll be happy to pay it. If I entered into voluntarily a, a contract, I would be happy to go ahead and and pay according to whatever those terms are. Now, please show me the terms and show me my agreement, right? That's correct. And they never did. And they don't. Did they even bother responding to you? No. We'll no. Come back you with- said it how many times? Uh, over a dozen. We'll come back with more of this here. Uh, 800-259-9231. More with Jay Noon. He's not paying property taxes. It's Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are doing the live Saturday edition of the program from a location that is different from where we normally are. We're normally in Keene, New Hampshire at the LRN.FM studios, but now here we are across from the White Mountains here in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, where we're at Rogers Campground for Pork Fest 2011, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's put on every single year by the Free State Project, which is, of course, an organization designed to move as many liberty-minded people all to the same place in order to have them become active and achieve liberty in our lifetime. So I don't know what the final count is here at this particular pork fest. I would say maybe around a 1,000 people, but I haven't talked to any of the organizers about it. Maybe if we're lucky, we'll be able to drag one of them in here for a short interview tonight and kind of get a recap on how successful pork fest was. But it is, I would say, as successful, if not more so, than last year. There are more vendors, more food booths, uh, people making food, selling alcohol without permits, begging. no one's begging for permission here. Uh, to do anything, open uh, civil disobedience, cannabis smoking, all kinds of uh, fun stuff going on here. Lots of family events as well. Uh, there's, uh, I guess, you know, playground stuff and uh, crafts supplies. And there was a there was a, like a bounce Scavenger house. Hunts. There was a bounce house today. Mark. Yeah, the bounce house. Uh, my son Jack, you know, got so excited in the bounce house. He was trying to keep other kids uh, from going down the slide. I mean, it was just getting <laughs> turned into the Lord of Flies in the bounce house. So yeah, lots of fun stuff here for people of all ages. Whether we're talking about families or uh, single people or couples, 
And uh, tonight, the uh, the dance party, the dance party is, uh, it's <laughs> is funny. happening. It's a funny name for and, a, a party. And it's going to have a lot to live up to uh, after Buzz's Bigger Gay Dance Party yesterday, which was uh, really epic. And uh, so anyway, porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You probably don't have enough time to get up here. It's, uh, this is pretty much the last night this is uh, it. tonight. But uh, we're going to do it again next year, and it's going to be a blast. So we've got Jay Noon uh, here with us in the studio and we're going to continue talking about uh, not paying property taxes in just a moment. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact, has numerous safety features, a three-dot sight system, and Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. The Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own. Made in America and made for you. Ruger.com. If you want to get one, you can get it at your local gun dealer, but you can see it at Ruger.com. Jay Noon is here with us. He is uh, brother to Josh Noon, uh, who's the guy behind the Federal Crime, which is a great band. They play a lot up here in the uh, the Northeast. Uh, lots of uh, great pro-freedom lyrics uh, in their in their music. And you have purchased a home uh, back a few years back, several years ago in Massachusetts, a town, one of the towns in Massachusetts. You never once uh, paid any of the property tax bills, simply writing them back when they would send one to you saying, hey, uh, I'd like to see the proof of obligation, the signed instrument, the contractor agreement that shows that I actually owe this money, that shows that I'm somehow obligated to pay you this, what is essentially an arbitrary number. I mean, they just make a number up and, uh, you know, they claim it's based on the value of your home. They make a number up and they send it to you. Uh, as far well, it's as mostly based on uh, how much you know they, they decide what your home's worth and what its percentage uh, of obligation is of you know the overall budget of the town, which so. is completely arbitrary. And so they send this to you. I don't you think the budget of the town's arbitrary. It's arbitrary how much they add to the budget every single year. I mean, they they just make some crap up. They increase the amount uh, by whatever number. Anyway, right. they get some argue they over terms. They get whatever they want from you, right? They ask for the the number and you pay it if you want to stick around. That there. sounds right. So uh, you haven't paid it. You wrote these letters back to them, at least a dozen of these letters, asking them, just look, pro, show me the agreement. That, then maybe I'll you know, go and actually pay this for you. They never did. They never even responded to a single one of your letters. And then I imagine the threats got more serious uh, over time. Well, yeah, like last summer I got a, th- uh, a complaint mailed to me that they were going to go before land court and basically take my property. But, yeah, they actually – I've sent numerous documents to land court, uh, <clears throat> and they – Landcourt didn't respond. Not, nothing, none of my paperwork was heard. How I, can a court not respond to a letter that you send them? I mean, I thought that they absolutely had to do that. No, they just don't. They and, have no obligation to do anything to you for you. But the, the courts aren't even a judicial branch of government. Uh, even the town the town, the, is the, not government. Landcourt's land not part of the government. It's a governmental agency, AL on the end, similar to. They're actually 501C nonprofit corporations is what mm. they are. In fact, under the um, uh, including the city, including the, the oh, city of uh, or the town of the, fill in the blank, the town of Palmer, mm-hmm. the town of Keene, whatever they they're all five hundred one c nonprofit corporations. They have a tax identification number. They have employee identification numbers. Only corporations can bear them things. So they are a governmental agency, which is similar to the government. Uh, another thing I was just made aware of two days ago while up here, and, and this is what is so great about pork fest is you, you want to learn something, you want to know something, everybody here wants to help you. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to help you. Uh, <clears throat> it's called the Clarefield um, Doctrine. Search Clarefield Doctrine on, on a computer. And what, it, what that states is that if any government agency accepts Federal Reserve note paper money, securities, checks, uh, money orders, etc., uh, they are 
brought to a level of a mere corporation. And when they bring a citizen to court, it says it's right in this uh, Clearfield uh, document, uh, that they must produce an instrument. They must produce a contract that would have... So know, if the land courts, uh, or if the, if the town of Palmer tries to bring you to court to say you owe this money for the property taxes, you're saying that this Clearfield decision says they have to prove it. That's correct. But they haven't, have they? No, they haven't. And I, and I just I haven't used a Clearfield um, uh, decision there uh, with them guys. But, of course, it, what, from what I've seen is it doesn't really matter what their documents say. It doesn't matter what their rules say. It doesn't matter what the Constitution says. There's no way to actually hold them to it because they won't enforce it upon themselves. Now, the only thing I was going to try doing was uh, getting uh, through a Freedom of Information Act or public records request as a uh, signed copy of their oath of office uh, and then sue them for uh, breach of contract. Uh, I mean, it's really one of the only ways I can see about going about it. So they've uh, presumably, presumably, as each tax bill comes, they've been adding more to it with interest uh, over time, and now there's a huge amount of money that they claim you owe. They've put a lien on the property already thus, thus far? Oh, yeah. I mean, they claim they leaned it in 2005, you know, with their documents. And this, they're, they're, they're looking to get like 30-something thousand dollars. So basically the way it normally works is at a tax sale, they sell the property for whatever they can get for it, hopefully over the 30000 mark. They keep the 30000 uh, for themselves. You get the rest, and then the property becomes theirs. Is that pretty much how it works? Uh, from what I understand, that's what I've been told. So uh, that's already gone through. The tax sale has already happened at this point. There's a new, uh, is there a new owner, supposedly, of this property? No, they're, they're just looking at evicting me Tuesday morning. So, so they, they can, can evict you without, uh, have they essentially transferred the property into the, the town of Palmer then? They, they, at this point, claim ownership? Yeah, the, well, according to Landcourt, Landcourt gave the town of Palmer a judgment. And actually, the Landcourt judgment isn't even signed. There's no signature on it. Wow, that's disturbing. Now, if there was a lien on this property... Would that have to and, and it were to transfer to the hands of uh, the, the governmental agency known as Palmer, uh, Massachusetts? Would they have to satisfy that lien before they took possession of the property? Uh, no, they don't have to satisfy the lien, but the uh, lien would have to be satisfied by whoever bought the property at auction. I see. So, okay, then this was something you were telling us during the break that you thought was an interesting strategy that you unfortunately learned about too late in your process. Can you flesh it out a little bit more? Absolutely. Uh, as I was saying, is like um, myself, I would um, lean uh, Mark here, and then Mark would lean Ian, and then Ian would lean me. Uh, or I would for have like a million dollars on a two hundred thousand dollar property, crazy money. And, or we would, I would have a couple very good, trustworthy friends or my family lean my property or right. lean me. And then it's so tied up in liens at these auctions, nobody be in, is interested in it. Right, because when the state puts the property up for auction, all the people that are bidding on it are going to see, well, crap, there's a million-dollar lien. This is a $150,000 home. I can't get anything for I that. I can't afford this. Yeah. And, and I've been told, and I have not found it in writing Hold yet. that thought. We'll come back with more property tax resistance uh, refusal. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. You may bring up anything you would like. Of course, if you've got a question about not paying property taxes, uh, we've got a guy here who's got some personal experience uh, as the town of Palmer, Massachusetts, prepares to evict him from his home, the one that he paid for uh, a few years, several years ago, and has uh, since then not paid property taxes. We'll continue with his story in just a moment. Oh, sorry about that, Mark. You're <laughs> get, back. Your, get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it for the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. You can check them out. Let your voice be heard. Go to LibertyStickers.com. Sometimes I like to just go there and read the uh, the witty Liberty statements that they have. And like I said, there are hundreds and hundreds of them. You can get to, you can get them in bulk to sell at your stores or uh, you know flea market booths or gun shows or whatever. LibertyStickers.com. All right, toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. And we continue here with Jay Noon. Uh, as he regales us with uh, just a horrible story of uh, abuse at the hands of the government folks as they're attempting to steal his home from him coming up on Tuesday. Now, it was kind of kind of them to uh, give you a notice as to when it is they plan on taking your home. How did that come about uh, happening? I mean, how do you know exactly when this is going to be? Well, I, um, I came up here Thursday to uh, take part up here. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend calls me Friday morning. She goes, there's a 48-hour notice on the door. Mm. So uh, she scans it and emails it to me, and I, and I got it, and I looked at it, and it says right on a notice that Tuesday at 10 a.m., you know, we're coming to move you out. Wow. And uh, actually, I think it's perfect timing. There's going to be a lot of people from Porkfest uh, all over the country. They're going to be traveling down 91 to the Mass Pike. They're either going to be going west or south. They're going to be literally within 18, 19 miles of my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father's got a farm that's like eight minutes from the house. People want to come up there and camp. They're very welcome to. We're looking to have a lot of people over there, cool. you know, Tuesday morning. But they, uh, uh, and another thing to bring up is the Constitution. If anybody reads the Massachusetts Constitution, which is a very good Constitution, there's several elements of the Mass Constitution that explicitly state that there's, there's one that says they cannot tax the individual's property. Hmm. Uh, without his consent or really? consent of the legislature. It's Article 10 of the Massachusetts Constitution. It's right in there. Huh. Well, I mean, the New Hampshire Constitution says that uh, government of good is formed by consent. I guess the suggestion is this is a bad government because clearly none of us have consented. Yeah, you, don't they, to, you don't get to consent. They keep doing whatever it is they want to. I mean, I've, I've told these people, look, I don't consent to your statutes and your rules, and they that's, keep putting me in cages. That's when so they threw you, threw you in jail, right? It doesn't really, doesn't really seem to do very much. So you guys are throwing a party on Tuesday morning. We're throwing a party Tuesday morning. We're trying to get people up at the farm about 8 o'clock. Um, you know, the house is located basically on the end of Main Street. It's not heavily Wow, so it's pretty much road. a downtown uh, location? Uh, it's right out of downtown Bondsville. Got it's it. a small village. Palmer has four villages. It's a small village pretty much at the end of town. What's the difference between a town and a village? I'm I not got sure. Um, up here, what that the distinction is is that the village is not a municipal division. So a town is a voting block, whereas a village is not. Um, you know, a village is just a, a, a sort of a named area within a town, like a postal zone or something like that. Uh, it's not even a postal zone, really. Yeah. I mean, it's just a it's just an area. You huh. know, it's a, a town has no legal, or excuse me, a village has no legal authorities. Got it. So you're going to try to get as many people out to this party as uh, as possible. You say bring some video cameras, recording devices. 
What do you expect to have happen? I mean, this is a, this is completely new territory for a lot of people. First of all, most people don't have the courage to, to not pay property tax in the first place, so it's very rare that any kind of situation like this would come up. And normally when you see a town or a city come after somebody for not paying property tax, in most cases it's, you know, some old lady dies, the trailer just sits there, and they you know the town takes the trailer, or something like that, where it's just out of neglect, not because somebody made the actual choice, the conscious decision to no longer pay or to not pay these things. Has anyone else ever been in this situation? Do you know? Have they talked to you about what this is like? Uh, other than some Amish guys that I hired a kids to help me move hay in New York, mm -hmm. um, they're having a little tax issue up there, and they're actually being somewhat successful with it. Uh, but like all the properties in town in the past two years that have been seized is because um, the old lady died, the old man died, yep. and there was no heirs to come claim it or whatever. Um, other ones, people couldn't have paid, afford the tax and the mortgage, and they just walked away from it. Yeah, and usually in, in some other cases, they'll threaten and threaten and threaten, and then someone will pay up. They'll find the money or whatever, and they'll pay up the last And that, moment. too, like people remortgage their houses that are all paid for. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the guy down the road, he, he didn't pay his property taxes and for whatever reason, and, and it wasn't the same reason as I. Uh, he ended up remortgaging his house that he inherited from his father. It was all bought and paid for. It's, people are scared. I mean, they know what will happen. They know what the threat is. They know that they'll be removed from their home, and this is right. really the And these property threat. taxes are getting crazy. I mean, this isn't, this isn't back in the day when, you know, you, you send a little money in to take care of the school or whatever. But the fact is that around America, people are paying, you know, sometimes 200 500 $1,000 a month to live in their property. I pay this about isn't, four or 500 This a month. isn't property tax. This is rent. And that's what it's coming down to. It's coming down to the point that people that believe that they use the terminology as we own our homes, they it's don't. Nonsense. The government owns that land. And the fact is, if you don't pay that money that they demand from you, the rent that they call property taxes, they demand they from you, men with you'll find out who owns that property. That's right. They're going to send men with guns. And I likely I imagine they'll be the sheriffs. Uh, you are in a town, uh, so you probably don't have your own town police force, if so, oh, it's not very there, large. There's town police. In fact, the chief of, I'm on the fire department. I've been a volunteer firefighter mm -hmm. for 15 years. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? They're taking the, they're and, they're taking the home of a volunteer firefighter. In fact, in fact, I'm the only guy who refuses to take a paycheck. Wow. Uh, I don't take the 1200 or 1500 a year. I'm a volunteer. Yeah. So uh, so despite that, so anyways, any interactions with the, the police chief on this? Oh, so the, the fire chief, who's a, just a real decent guy, calls me up and says, hey, uh, Chief Frederick, this is his name, wants to talk to you. And he told the fire chief uh, that I was anti-government, and he's, he's worried about having a confrontation with me. Mm -hmm. And he's, actually, He's scared, is what so you're saying. So the police chief called the fire chief? Is that what you're that, saying? That's okay. correct. And the fire chief called me and said, oh, you want to give this guy a call? And I just said, well, I might. And what I was going to do was just write him a constructive letter, constructive notice, telling him, highlighting the parts in the Constitution that's, that he swore an oath to, to protect my property, and then I expect him there to protect my property. Doing so now his this duty. is the police chief or the sheriff? The police chief. I've never okay. talked to the sheriff. Um, I, I plan on going to the sheriff's office Monday morning and serving him with some paperwork, telling him that he needs to protect my property. Um, I'm going to invoke the de jure capacity, and what de jure basically means is constitutional capacity of the sheriff. So you're basically trying to get the sheriff to listen to you as opposed to listen to his masters in uh, county government or in the town town government? Well. Essentially, I'm, I don't care if he listens to me. It's, it's, it's his contract, his, ulti, his contract to the people he needs to uh, listen to. The, Which, the of course, is something else you didn't sign, right? I mean, he swore an oath to this one-sided document, right, the, the Constitution. He allegedly swore an oath to it, 
uh, which says that he's supposed right. to protect you. Many of these you. people don't even uh, swear in when they go in. It's amazing. They're supposed to have an oath That's of true. office, and, and well, they don't do it. That effectively has no power whatsoever if he doesn't swear an oath well, of Well, effectively, he's got guys with guns that will do what he says. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with true. you from a, from a legal standpoint, he shouldn't. But the amazing thing is, is they don't care. I mean, we saw this uh, situation in Florida, and um, you know, many of the judges are sitting on the bench with no oaths. And, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I don't know what to expect, but I, I hope that you can get as many people out there as possible. Mark, you said you're going to go down for this. I'm going to go down for this. I think this is interesting. Um, you know, I find what Jay has to say to be intriguing. I'm going to go I'm down not as sure, well. You know, I'm not sure that he's going to be successful in this, but I hope he is, and I want to lend my support. Let's bring Captain Ned on the line here, listening to WFLA in Florida. Captain Ned, you're on Free Talk Live with uh, Jay Noon. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me aboard tonight. Go ahead. Well, pleasure's all mine. Hey, let me help Jay out here in a second. But I'd like to say that I've got some very interesting stuff on this property thing. But first of all, Ian, I'd like to thank you for that blast, that Liberty blast you had the other day, which was uh, you should be able to have a bazooka in one hand and a man's hand in the other. Dude, I about, <laughs> I about lost it when I heard that. And between Mark with the... Uh, I don't remember saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, in between Mark's with you, you, when, if, if you don't have a talk with your cat about catnip, who will... That's a double barrel liberty blast, Captain Ned, stick with us. We'll bring you back on the uh, property tax issue here in a moment. You can talk to Jay Noon. He's going to stick with us for one more segment, uh, 800-259-9231. And then continuing uh, from Florida, we're going to have John Kurtz in, uh, who is the Orlando civil disobedience uh, super activist. I think he's in the audience, or he was. He's in the bathroom. He'll be back here in a little bit. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or Newegg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition of the program, and you, as always, can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. We're here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Porkfest 2011. Uh, here, of course, to take your calls about anything joining you tonight. It's Ian. And Mark. And we've got a special guest, Jay Noon, here with us as he prepares to face down the town of Palmer, Massachusetts, as they send armed agents likely to come and steal his property from him to evict him and his family uh, from their property in uh, in Palmer. It's going to happen Tuesday morning. Uh, we're planning on being there to uh, to see what goes down. Bring, I'll bring my uh, my video camera out there. We'll have uh, I'll try to round up as many of the uh, the Keniacs as possible to to bring him out. It's it's certainly going to be an early morning expedition. Uh, but this is a unique situation. It doesn't happen every day. It's heroic, uh, Jay. I mean, you're incredibly courageous you. uh, to do something like this. And I hope that, you know, whatever ends up happening, that you are an inspiration to others. Because what I'd like to see happen someday, maybe here in New Hampshire, when we get more people here as part of the Free State Project, this movement to move as many liberty lovers to New Hampshire as possible and get active for freedom. I mean, yeah, it's great to have political successes, and we're seeing that happen. But in the meantime, I'd love to see a property tax revolt where multiple people, I don't know how many we could get to do it, because not very many people, A, own their property, B, own it outright, 
uh, or have private loans rather than a, than a bank loan. So you really have a limited situation as far as the amount of people that could even participate in doing what it is you're doing, and that is not paying uh, the property tax or real estate tax bills that, uh, that are sent. So let's bring uh, Captain Ned back on the line here. Captain Ned, I think you had some uh, suggestions for, uh, for Jay. Okay, guys, I'll help Jay in 10 seconds, but everybody there who can possibly go down and go to his place, you become a quill in that porcupine you guys got going there. So anyway, Jay. Yeah, numbers are very important. Absolutely. Jay, you have to declare that you are a natural-born citizen of several states and not a U.S. citizen. And, Ian, I know you're going to jump on me, but let me get through this. Only a citizen of a state, a natural-born citizen, for the Constitution, citizen of several states, can actually own property in a state. A U.S. citizen, which is a resident alien, which is sworn into the stadium from Krapistan, they may enjoy the use of property, but they do not have an absolute right to it as far as ownership. Now, hey, Captain, did you talk like you know what you're talking about? Have you uh, not paid property taxes? Well, no, let me get through this. Okay, now, when, a case in point, when you see a license plate from a state or a federal vehicle... You don't see a, a sticker that says month and year on that, do you? That's because they have a certificate of origin of that vehicle from the manufacturer. That's what they won't give you on your land, okay? That's, now, that's you true talk, from what I can tell, that okay. uh, when, they, and, when and, they give you a certificate of title, that's evidence that the state has the manufacturer's certificate absolutely. of origin for very the car, and you look, don't. Yeah, very few people look at these certificates of origin. Very interesting documents. I was looking at one now recently. And uh, it's extraordinarily interesting. It states you must be a corporation to sign that and say you, say you have that. But let me get back to this. When, like I told you guys before, remember, when you look at your rear license plate under the sun, you'll see an octagon reflecting hologram in there. It'll say U.S. or official use only. The government owns that vehicle because they, you do not hold a certificate of origin. You are paying a tax on that, which is your registration which is identical to property tax on a property, okay? Well, it's all very interesting, but how can that actually help anybody do anything as far as uh, getting more free? Well, like I said, okay, that, that gives you certain rights, but ultimately what you're doing is rendering that title from the state. It's called property tax. Also, as a resident, you are subject to all the various regulations governing the usage of that land. Keep in mind, a resident is always a resident alien. That is a U.S. citizen, is a resident alien sworn in at the stadium or whatever. You are a natural-born citizen of several states. You are a state citizen. You are the only ones allowed to own property, whether it be your car or your land. Okay? It's intrinsic to this argument. Okay, another case in point, which is your car. You buy a car, but you never see the bill of origin, which is certificate of origin or bill of sale. That goes directly to the state capital. It's a, that's a document. No, that, that's true. That much is true. That, as I understand exactly. it, the manufacturer creates this manufacturer certificate origin, and then when you purchase the car, part of what the car dealer does is they send that off uh, to yeah. the state you and it's filed away that. on microfiche. Exactly. You'll you get it if you buy cash. You have the absolute right to that, but you have to demand it. If you're it. paying cash, if you're paying cash, you you well, can get yeah, it. Otherwise, yeah, exactly. Otherwise you, you have can't. the absolute right to that. But, like you said, no. That's lean. all very. It's all very interesting. Uh, but how is any of this going to help somebody not pay property tax? Because I can I can have a you know if we're just talking about cars, I can have this manufacturer's certificate of origin, and if I show that to a cop that pulls me over, he's not gonna. Oh well, I guess I just want to exactly. this ticket. Ian, that is exactly why you never see a month or date expiration sticker on a state or federal vehicle. 
they have they're doing what they won't let you do. Well, right. They can exempt themselves from any of their well, they own can't. rules they're, anyway. Exactly. They're doing what they will not let you do. You have and, the absolute Okay, so right you, make this, you make the statement that you've made before a bunch of times, and that is you're a state citizen. But I've told you that no one is a citizen because uh, states don't have any obligation to protect you, and citizenship is uh, your duty of obligation given to them in return for their obligation well, to protect I, you. Well, I know we can argue that, but uh, New Kingdom... It's not an argument. No, no, no. You, there's nothing you can argue against that. So how's he not pay property tax, Ned? Well, well actually, look, what he does is he has to declare himself, uh, and like Newt Gingrich just said a couple weeks ago, we are all sovereign citizens. Okay, Newt said that. That's, that's a contradiction in terms. You can't be a sovereign citizen. Well, I know. It's that's just not a possibility. No, no, you, you can't mix terms like that. It's the, you, you can either be a sovereign or you can be a citizen. And what if you I'm are saying, a citizen, there has to be a, rec a reciprocity. There has to be an obligation be, to protect. But you can absolutely be a citizen of the several states, a natural-born citizen. That's straight. So out what are of you saying? He's got to file paperwork. He's got to file some sort of paperwork he just with. He has to some... declare that he is not a U.S. citizen. He is. He has the absolute right to own that I've land. I've declared that before, and it doesn't do anything. Where, what do you do? Do you file something with a court, or where, where do you declare this? Because I'll, I'll declare I'll it right be... now. I've declared it before. I'm not a U.S. citizen. No one is. No, you, you, no, the U.S. citizens are sworn into the stadium. Those are U.S. Great. citizens. Great. Uh, okay, so so what is Jay supposed to do? He's supposed to declare it how? He, he just uh, tells them. I, yeah, absolutely. Like he said, you know, you have to you have to do what legally you have to do, but nobody does. It. Well, that doesn't answer the that doesn't that's not a responsive answer to the question. You I, do what you legally. I have, have done to do. this. You've declared what? Well, I'll tell you what I've done. I've I've recently done an affidavit of no memory. And the affidavit of no memory states that I, a one of the sovereign people, because exactly. the sovereigns are a group. It's like saying the picture, picture from the Boston Red Sox is not the Boston Red Sox, but the pitcher, the catcher, and the first baseman, and all the other team players are the Boston Red Sox. So he's one of the Red Sox. So anyways, I did what was called an, an affidavit of no memory. Uh, a human record, a man's record, is his memory. And in the right. affidavit of no memory which they just ignore, uh, I, ha I, I stated that I have no memory of ever making an agreement or obligation with the title entity, name in all capital letters, with the United States, with the state of Massachusetts, or any other corporation, entity, government agency, governmental agency, etc. cetera. Uh, I have also done, and this actually worked in Vermont in a traffic exactly. ticket about seven years ago. Exactly. I did a clarification of sovereign status which I wouldn't do again, I would change it a little bit. It would be like a clarification of, uh, you know, one of the sovereigns or something. I'd, I'd word it differently. But as soon as the judge looked at it, and this was in traffic court over in Montpelier, Vermont, about seven years ago, six years ago or something, um, she screamed at me, told me there's no such thing as a sovereign, had a recess, came back, and the cop just dismissed it. He didn't want anything to do with it. I, I don't know what happened behind closed doors. It's weird when that stuff happens. Right. Hey, Captain, exactly. thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. So where did you file this affidavit of no memory? Oh, the affidavit of no memory, um, I filed, oh, I, well, I sent a, co a copy to the town. Mm -hmm. I sent a copy to Land Court. I sent a copy to Palmer District Court. Uh, I also incorporated this affidavit of no memory with a judicial notice that I sent to Land Court and... Um, Palmer District Court, uh, and, and in a judicial notice, it demanded evidence. I told him I was not the trustee for the name in all capital letters. Um, and, and like I said, when, and Mac, the day I went to court, I, I did not step across onto their ship 
you know, that, that rail, the bar, that looks like a ship's rail for a reason because when you're in there, you're under what is really today known as Law of the Sea Treaty. Yeah, I was just before. in court, and they didn't have a rail um, in this courtroom. They just had seats and stuff. Yeah. What do you do then? Well, you know what? I, honestly, I haven't seen a courtroom like that. Where, where was that? Uh, this was Keen, in Keene District Courts like that. Yeah, really? No rail there. Okay. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. I plan on being there, though. Well, that's good. Because I'm certainly interested in helping anybody I can. And, well, and, 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 and I've been going in this Palmer District Court for other people many, many, many times. So you're able to address the uh, man or a person in the robe successfully without actually stepping into the defendant's chair? Sure. I just sit there and talk to him, stand there and talk to him from the land. Essentially, I, I think I think that stuff's all very fascinating. It's I don't fascinating. know if any of it actually works uh, to uh, to any extent, uh, but we're looking forward to uh, to this. I've asked your brother to put some details up over on the Freekeen forum at forum.freekeen.com about how folks that might be in the area could go out on uh, Tuesday morning and, and help uh, help you guys out because we certainly plan on being there. We're looking forward to it. And Jay, thanks for uh, for coming on Free Talk Live hey, here tonight. Thank you guys for helping me. I hope you'll uh, call us if you're not in jail that night and uh, let us know how things go. More Absolutely. coming up. Hour two's next. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live. We're here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2011 edition, wrapping it out for the final night. Uh, there are still more festivities to uh, to finish things off here tonight. Of course, Saturday night, always the biggest night of the week. But the entire festival has been tremendous. Uh, we've been here since Monday. It's our first week broadcasting for the entirety of the Porcupine Freedom Festival all the way through. Uh, we increased our broadcast coverage by 50% this year and did six nights. This is our sixth of uh, sixth. Of sixth. Six of six? Anyway, we're here, and uh, we'll take your, t uh, your calls, as we always will, at 800-259-9231. One of the things that we do tend to do during uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is talk to some of the interesting folks that are in attendance, because this festival attracts the, the best of the best, the activists from around the world, around the country, people that uh, are getting active for the, in the world of freedom. It also attracts people who are kind of... I guess, uh, tantalized by the idea of activism, but they want to wait maybe until they move to uh, New Hampshire where they're going to be backed up by other liberty activists and whatever it is they decide to do, whether it's running for political office because politics is much easier to do here in New Hampshire than other places due to the very small districts, uh, the, small po the low population and the high amount of uh, so-called representatives. So the political scene here is better than uh, anywhere else and the civil disobedience and non-cooperation scene is also something that just doesn't even exist, really, uh, in other places. However, it does in a few other places. There's some real hot spots uh, for civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and uh, one of the people that are kind of leading the charge out there is John Kurtz. We've had John on the show uh, by phone a number of times from his home of Orlando, Florida, and uh, Orange County. I don't know if you live in the city of Orlando, John, but you live around those parts 
and there's been a lot going on. You came up here to uh, Porkfest last year, so this is your second Porkfest, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Good evening, sir, and welcome to uh, Free Talk Live. Good evening. Thank you. So uh, you came up last year. You were, I think, inspired by a lot of the civil disobedience that has gone on up here. What are some of the, the events of civil disobedience and non-cooperation that, uh, that have given you inspiration? Well, uh, I was just... I really love the fact that it's really more of the non-compliance, the, the non-obeying principle uh, that, that I really got into. I mean, you guys did some stuff up here with the um, the, the, the liquor bottles of this is not beer inside the courthouse and uh, yeah, stuff like that. And I, I really just got a kick out of it. I said, this is great. I mean, let's let's go mess with the, uh, the authorities a little bit. And uh, that, that's really why I thought, you know, hey, let's let's go do something. So you actually started doing something by last year taking on an ordinance that was passed in the city of Orlando where they banned, it's a two-mile radius. Right? right, it's a two-mile radius. Around the the city hall, two-mile radius, feeding people is, is essentially banned. Over a amount of 25 people, you cannot feed hungry people in the city of Orlando if it's within two miles of city hall. Right, they passed an ordinance, I think it was about 2007, they passed an ordinance saying that you cannot feed uh, people, groups and groups of people over 25 people. Uh, within a two-mile radius of City Hall, which I thought was absurd. And somebody actually got arrested for it in 2007, and he, uh, the jury found him not guilty through jury nullification. And so that really sparked my interest. I thought, hey, this is great. I can, get, I can do civil disobedience, mix it with uh, you know, jury nullification, and really start opening people's minds about breaking bad laws. So uh, me and a group of people uh, went up there uh, uh, at City Hall and you know, fed hungry people right in front of City Hall. We alerted the media. Sorry. We were uh, we had great coverage. Hey, you local got some media. national coverage out of yeah. that. Yeah, we had national coverage. The local media was all over it. It was a very successful event. Uh, nobody was arrested. Uh, it was very peaceful, and we really enjoyed it. So of course we did it again. Yep. Uh, the second time we did it, we didn't get that much coverage. But what happened uh, three or four days after our second event is a court came down and said, "Listen, you cannot enforce this ordinance anymore until we review it." Uh, so I don't know if we had anything to do with that or not. But um, that, that's what happened, and uh, so was, that was good until very recently uh, the court came down and said yes. Once again, they said yes, we can enforce this, and people started getting arrested. I believe it's 23 or 24 people now that have gotten arrested in Orlando. So for 23 or 24 people have right. been arrested for, for, feeding for feeding homeless people. No, hungry people. You can just cook. Right. If you're hungry and you're, while you're at work, you can come by and uh, eat some food out of these folks. Right, and I eat their food all the time. It's good. Yeah, now they go into this park. What park is it in Orlando? It's, it's called Lake Eola Park. It's sort of a, there's a big lake uh, right in the middle of downtown Orlando, and there's a very beautiful park around it, Lake Eola Park. In fact, uh, what the uh, most ironic part about all this is there's a statue of Gandhi, a bust of Gandhi uh, in this park, who, of course, is known for uh, just historic civil disobedience and non-cooperation. So this statue of Gandhi is overlooking this scene where police roll in on, on bicycles, as has been shown at the Orlando Copwatch channel over on YouTube. You've gotten foot I mean, minutes and minutes of dozens of minutes of footage of this essentially a bike gang rolling in and arresting people, putting people, peaceful people, in handcuffs and taking them off. Most of them are fairly cooperative. They walk along with the police. But uh, just arresting three people here, four people there, three people here. You're doing it every Monday and every Wednesday down in this uh, Eola Park in Orlando. And, and people keep showing up. Uh, and, and really the interesting part is there's, there's serious numbers behind this disobedience because uh, they'll arrest three people and then issue trespass orders. So essentially, you get charged with—is it a ordinance violation or uh, a misdemeanor? It's a, it's a city ordinance violation. Uh, what's interesting though is it's 
uh, the, the ordinance states you can face, I think it's a $1,000 fine or 60 days in jail. Mm -hmm. So uh, everybody I've spoken to is planning to take this to jury trial Good. And, and hope for the, the jury nullification. You can get a jury trial on an ordinance violation? That, that's, that's, the, that's what everybody's planning to do that I've spoken with. Wow, I don't know if it'll work or that. not. Yeah, up here you can only get jury trials on Class A misdemeanors. And, and remember, the first person that got arrested on this did go to jury trial, and he was acquitted or whatever right. through jury nullification. Yeah, load him up. He did I think go? He did, he did have a jury trial, That's and the jury found him not guilty. Such an important aspect of all this is for when people are doing civil disobedience or non-cooperation, you can't just stop the non-cooperation at the point of arrest. It has to continue on through, because if you get arrested for, uh, for serving people food in the park, and then you pay the city $150, then they've won. But if you don't pay them anything and you go to jury trial, then they had to pay those jurors. They had to uh, to pay the people to, to run the trial and all of that, and it took up some of their precious time and effort. This is what many of the small government types don't realize is that you're not going to get smaller government by begging politicians to give you smaller government. It doesn't work You've got to well. stand for smaller government, and the government shouldn't be involved in whether or not somebody's feeding other people. I mean, these parks, yeah. many of these parks, Lake Eola Park, it doesn't belong, to, I mean, legitimately to the town of Orlando. Some guy donated this here. Mm -hmm. um, this, this guy, Jacob Sutherland, in 1883, he owned this and he donated it to the town so that they would beautify it and give it to the residents. And then the, the city acts like, well, you, you can't feed hungry people in our park. It's just disgusting. It's Absolutely. Take this to trial. Tell them. Make them spend all that money on it and all that time, if, and sooner or later they'll give it up. Well, I was talking to a, a taxpayer advocate friend of mine. He he estimated that each arrest, just the arrest, not going through the, the uh, court system or anything, is about three thousand dollars for each arrest. And you know, a lot of the fiscal conservative sort of Tea Party or type uh, friends of mine, they're kind of like, oh, why are you going to align with leftists and, and that sort of thing. But what they don't realize is how much money. When is it going to stop? How much money are we going to spend arresting these people? for feeding people in a park. It's right, ridiculous. so this is what perhaps the Tea Party, your Tea Party friends aren't getting, is not left versus right. It's the government versus you. Right. And, I mean, you know, this is an organization that claims for itself the monopoly privilege of the use of violence, and they don't mind using it. If you don't believe that that's the, that's the definition of government, that's what Barack Obama called it, and I've got the, we've got the audio. Um, don't we, you, we don't have it with us. I mean, it's in the studio, but, I mean, you know, you could just go look it for it on YouTube. It's out there. Yeah, that's right. So there's more to discuss here about uh, what's going on in Orlando, but it's great news that they're going to take these uh, to jury trials if possible. And the disobedience continues, which is the point I wanted to make, is that people keep coming. So even though they've been handing out these no trespass orders, which means that if you show up, if you've been arrested once and you show back up in that park, presumably for a year, I don't know how long the, they are, do you know? Uh, I'm not year? sure exactly. Well, anyway, if they show up within that, uh, that period of time, then uh, at that point they'll be arrested for trespass, which is probably a misdemeanor, but I'm not positive. If, if you've been warned and you go into a place, it's usually a misdemeanor at that point. Uh, I heard that somebody was arrested for trespass right. just this last week. But most of these people are going in, they're getting arrested, and then someone new is stepping up. So on Monday there's going to be a new batch of people that goes into the park and starts serving food. So before you know it, I mean, as you said, almost 25 people now over just the last three weeks having been arrested in this park, it, the numbers just keep on growing. They're yeah, going to have to drop these charges. It's, it's amazing to me, and that's one of the most exciting things to me, is it's not that all these people got arrested at one time. It's they keep stepping up. They know they're going to get arrested. They want to be part of the movement. They don't care. and They're going to go out there. They're going to share food. They're going to do what they want to do, and, and that's, that's it. Is it OrlandoCopWatch.com? OrlandoCopWatch.com. Can you stick with us? Maybe take a sure. couple calls here. 800-259-9231. John Kurtz is with us from Orlando Cop Watch. They're doing some great civil disobedience out there. 
And uh, you can talk to them here if you'd like. You can also bring up whatever you'd like, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live's live Saturday show. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. We're here at Pork Fest 2011, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is about to wrap up here uh, tomorrow at around noontime, and then uh, people will then scatter about to wherever it is they would like to go. Some folks probably traveling out to the Manchester area to check that out. I know a number of folks are going to be coming out to uh, Keene, New Hampshire, to come out to our social Sundays. This is the uh, big night. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hardly ready to wrap up. I mean, it's certainly going to wrap up soon for us, but we've been here all week long. Yeah. A lot of people just showed up today, and this is the it's big true. night for them. This, this is a big night. There's no doubt. There's still stuff going on, but it's probably too late for you to get up here at, yeah. uh, at this point. So start making plans to attend next year's Porcupine Freedom Festival. That is, if you love freedom and you love the idea of being around hundreds of other like-minded people, people who are inspirational, uh, people who uh, have great ideas and you will be guaranteed to have interesting and unique uh, and enlightening conversations with. And we've got one of those guys with us, uh, John Kurtz, one of the civil disobedience uh, cop watch, uh, cop block, cop watch activists, cop watch. Uh, OrlandoCopWatch.com from uh, the Orlando area. And we're going to continue with him here in just a moment. If you're on any prescription medita- medications that you take on a regular basis, whether it's for birth control or um, you know heart uh, medication, maybe blood pressure. Uh, Some people take them for psychiatric reasons, things like that. You can get your medications at as high as a a discount as high as 70% off, and you can get get it delivered right to your door. Uh, Discount prescription services uh, will do this for you. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. You can uh, there on the website click become a member. It's on the left hand side of the page, or you can use the 800 number that's there at meds.freetalklive.com. Their customer service is excellent. They'll walk you through every step of the way. They do third-party certification to make sure that you're, there's no counterfeit drugs. You're getting exactly what you order, whether it's name brands or generics. They'll help you with that, whatever you want, and you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com. So uh, we're back with John Kurtz. He is from orlandocompwatch.com. The uh, folks in Orlando there, uh, people who are liberty-oriented and also some lefties, have been getting arrested uh, for serving food to hungry people in uh, Eola Park where Gandhi, there's a bust of Gandhi that watches over all of this as the police continue to just cart away uh, literally dozens of people at this point. About 25 people have been arrested for violating the town ordinances or the city ordinance that says you can't feed people within two miles of City Hall. And you guys have been violating this. It's an ideal act of civil disobedience. It's completely harmless. It's completely peaceful. And they look like thugs. I mean, they're coming along. People are booing them. They're telling them to go away. They don't want the, hey, cops, we don't want you here. There's a park full of people, and no one wants you around. Please stop protecting and serving the crap out of us. Yeah, just leave us alone. Thanks very much. But no, they won't leave you alone. They keep coming. They keep coming. They keep arresting. This hasn't stopped. This is ongoing. This is, I think, one of the most exciting instances of uh, continuing instances of civil disobedience that we've got out there. I was watching Julian Heichlin speak today, who he, he himself has been arrested about 30-something times uh, in his career of doing activism for going around and doing uh, jury outreach. You've actually done that with Julian in Orlando 
where you guys were told you can't do this, you can't do jury outreach uh, on the courthouse grounds. You came out with Julian. He did it anyway, and some of your guys, I think, did it also. They actually didn't uh, enforce that particular rule on you, so you called their bluff, and uh, you made them look pretty bad in that case. But in the Park case, they are continuing to arrest, and those, for, to your knowledge, will continue on until you run out of people to get arrested. Right? Yeah, it should continue, and I don't think we're going to run out of people to get arrested. What's interesting is a lot of the folks that have been popping up recently are not necessarily Food Not Bombs members, mm -hmm. but just people that think this is a nonsense. And, you know, we have people that – I've talked to somebody who's planning to fly in from Australia wow. just to get arrested. We have people that have driven in from Tampa just to get arrested. Wow. Um, so there, it's, it's definitely a solidarity movement. I may or may not agree with, uh, you know, Food Not Bombs' Uh, political views or whatever, but certainly they have the right to share food in a public park. Damn that's right. what they choose to do. Well, this is an, a great example of how it is that the liberty community can work alongside with people of other interests, maybe the, that don't really understand the ideas and the principles behind this movement. That doesn't mean we can't work with them to, say, end drug prohibition or end this stupid law in Orlando or whatever. And it's really important because... Uh, when the liberty-minded people get involved, it's inevitable that those ideas are going to leak out into the conversation. And I don't know if it was you who suggested not uh, taking the plea deal or going to a jury trial, but as you said, all these people who have been uh, arrested are saying they're not going to cop a plea. They're going to go to a jury trial. And so it's important to get these ideas out, like in uh, D.C. with the D.C. dance parties, where you had hundreds of people show up at the most recent one, and more will show up on uh, Independence Day for the party then. You've got lots of people of lots of different political affiliations showing up, but then you've got Jason Talley from the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund providing the song that people are singing there, which has very, very anti-state, uh, pro-freedom lyrics. You've got a bunch of people that are singing, you know, essentially voluntarist uh, song lyrics at this event. So it's kind of a subtle way to uh, to get the word this out. This is well. what the government does. The government sets groups of people against each other and then agrees to referee. And then, you know, they, they set themselves, oh, yeah, yeah we'll referee. So this is, isn't a left or right issue, and there shouldn't be a left or right issue. In fact, I mean, if you want to come to a conclusion, the only ideas that people can really, uh, you know, c compromise on are the ideas of liberty. Because the lefties, you know, they've got half, half the issues the, uh, in the liberty platform the lefties agree with, half of them the right, righties do. And if everybody really, really wanted to stop arguing and actually do something about the government, because both sides have lots of problems with the, mm -hmm. what the government's doing, then you know, that would be the way to do it, is to compromise. Now they're too busy looking for ways to expand the government in the ways they want it to expand. That's what happens every time. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. Uh, Linda in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WSC. Ladies first, Linda, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark and John Kurtz from Orlando Comp Watch. Mark, I love your program, and Mr. John, Thank you. I'm almost retired. I must say that you literally do change the world with your actions of disobedience and can't help you physically, but is there any way people like me could send you money, or do you have a fund, or how do you yeah. people who are making a difference in all people's lives get by. And I'm sure there's many listeners that would love to help, even if it's a monetary way. Good question. The, uh, the most important way you can help uh, our current situation is to go to OrlandoFoodNotBombs.com. They do have a donate page, and uh, that money is going to bail people out. I've don donated very significant money to help bail people out down there. How much and are that, they charging for bail on these um, it's It's two, usually $250 unless wow. they have a previous charge, and that varies. 
but generally two hundred fifty dollars, and um, so it, it's it gets very expensive. Uh, you know, the thing about the, the food not bombs group is the majority of these people are people that were previously in poverty or are currently in poverty, and they, they don't have a lot of resources. Um, you know, they, most of their food is donated somehow. They they find a way to get it, and uh, the, you know they don't really have the resources to bail people out of jail forever, and uh, so they're really counting on the community to go. So go to orlandofoodnotbombs.com, uh, donate there. Computer literate, could you help those old folks that oh boy. need um, another way to fine. help? Call your grandson and uh, <laughs> see if he, can, uh, if he can help you. A lot of organizations don't have a phone number. You know, They don't have a way for, uh, for people to uh, you know, do a credit card on uh, over the phone or anything like that. Attack a little bit slower, honey, on how the computer thing is. Sure. Well, we can't really give you technical support on the air, but what we can do is, you know, again, suggest to go to OrlandoFoodNotBombs.com. And if you have trouble with that, you can just have a friend who may be more Internet literate uh, help just, with, with something like that. That's okay, honey. I just need that. Is it called an email? If that is a website. It's OrlandoFoodNotBombs.com. Dot com. Um, you, you can also email us at tips at orlandocopwatch.com, and we'll get, uh, give you the direction you need. Linda, uh, best of luck. We'll put you on hold here in a moment, and we'll make sure the board up picks you up and uh, gets you that information uh, so you can write it down. There's more coming up here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. John, you're welcome to continue sitting in. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 edition. Uh, we've been here now, it's like our fifth year, I think, doing uh, it's like the Porcupine that, yeah. Freedom Festival, and it is just an absolute blast. It keeps getting better year after year. More vendors, more products, more services available. It's like an open market. There's nobody that's begging permission from the government to be here and to sell whatever it is they're selling, whether it be food or alcohol or whatever. It's, uh, by the way, the, the Liquor Commission threatened the people selling the alcohol on Wednesday. They never actually sent an agent to do the threatening. They called up the park owner and they, they told him to inform these people. He dutifully went ahead and did that and said, you need this guy, Lieutenant so-and-so from the uh, Liquor Commission said, you need to call him at this number. Hopefully none of them called him. I don't think they did. But uh, we got the Lots of people number. did, though. Right, lots of people called, but probably not the people he wanted to call because we got his phone number, gave it out on the air, and gave it out to our audience here. He and didn't drop by. Or no, I called and left him a message, invited him on the show to talk about why he was aggressing against peaceful people, and he never bothered to call me back. So uh, they never sent anybody to shut anybody down, uh, which is great because there was a little bit of fear about that. And uh, But people kept operating. They kept doing uh, their business, and nobody stopped selling anything. So... It's been yet another successful year without aggression uh, on the part of the, uh, the the state, and good for them because it would have just it just looked really bad for them uh, with multiple people sitting in front of police cars and uh, multiple video cameras uh, capturing multiple angles of 
uh, them aggressing against these vendors. So it's been a really successful year from that perspective and successful in that there are hundreds of like-minded people here enjoying each other's company and learning and uh, talking and, and creating plans for the future as many people move up their plans to move to New Hampshire as a result of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. In fact, some people even moving to New Hampshire as of the Porcupine Freedom Festival yeah, they come awesome. here and they don't leave. So that's always exciting uh, when that happens. Anyway, we've got John Kurtz in here uh, from Orlando Copwatch at orlandocopwatch.com. We're going to continue taking your phone calls here in just a moment. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts, and it costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. You can visit Jurisdictionary.com. They've got all kinds of free tools there for you to check out. And once you've used all those free tools and checked it out, it's you can buy the course at Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out. Mention Free Talk Live, Jurisdictionary.com. All right. Once again, the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Don't forget, you can join us at freetalklive.com, and you can help support this program uh, since we give you the features on the site for free. You can go to freetalklive.com, and you can shop through our affiliate links for Amazon. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find the Amazon links there. When you click in through one of those links, whether it's the U.S. or the U.K. or Canada, Germany, you click into the appropriate link for your country, and Free Talk Live will, at that point, when you purchase something, get uh, a good portion of Amazon's profits. So start your shopping through our links over at shop.freetalklive.com. We go right to your phone calls. Nick is listening in Anniston, Alabama to WDNG. Hello, Nick. You're on Free Talk Live. The in uh, Mark and John Kurtz from Orlando Copwatch. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much for taking my call. I do appreciate Thanks. it. I hope you're having a good evening. Yeah, it's a great time here at Porkfest 2011. Uh, it's the last night, and it's going to be a big bash to, uh, to ring it out. So go ahead with your thoughts. Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, I just want to tell you that on a Saturday evening, uh, this is uh, this is a highlight. Uh, I don't agree with you guys 100% by any stretch, but I'm telling you what, it's always interesting. You guys are never dull, not not even <laughs> yes. at all. So. I appreciate that. It certainly is. A we'll convert you show. over time. Don't worry. Uh, we don't convert people, Mark. They convert themselves. <laughs> Right. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, understood. Uh, uh, here's my comment. I'm listening to a national syndicated talk show host this week, and he's talking to his producer, and uh, New Hampshire comes up and said some very kind things about you. Uh, first of all, your unemployment is about uh, 4.445, uh, with a national of about uh, 9 plus right now. It's the lowest in the Northeast in New Hampshire, the unemployment rate, and for a little while it was the lowest in the country. I think it floats at around the top five, so it's definitely up there. Absolutely. So he, he gave you a thumbs up, but he's talking to his producer, and this is a good guy. He's a libertarian for the most part, and he's uh, suggesting that you guys do not have a sales tax, you do not have a state tax, and he didn't know about the percentage of property tax, but the conversation of, of evolved into how in the heck you guys pay for your services, and he couldn't answer it. And, uh, it's so a brutal, I can answer it, it's a brutal property tax. That's how the services are paid for. Also, New Hampshire has a monopoly on liquor sales. They're not services. Services are rendered in a voluntary fashion, right? I, I mean, these are, these are things that are, I mean, you know, I, I don't use the public school that they offer. I'm not going to send my kid to a government indoctrination center. That's no service. It's an alb dead albatross hanging around my neck. 80% of my property taxes goes to send other people's kids to school, and it's freaking robbery. 
Yeah, so uh, to answer your question, it's the property taxes, also the liquor uh, monopoly. Only the state of New Hampshire sells liquor up here. Beer and, beer and wine can be sold in other stores, but liquor, hard liquor, is only sold by the state. Those are two real big revenue centers, plus uh, car registrations and such are a little on the expensive side uh, up here as well. Uh, you know, So really the bulk of it is, is property taxes here, but you're correct. There is no uh, personal income tax and there is no state sales tax. However, the, the meals and rooms tax is 9%, which is actually more than nearby Taxachusetts. So they get you here and there, and they get you good. But all that said, New Hampshire does have the lowest tax burden of all the 50 states, as I understand it. The Mercatus Center recently ranked it the number one most economically free of all of the 50 states. And one of the healthiest. Yeah, uh, that was a different ranking. It is different but, yeah, it is the, uh, healthy, it is the healthiest it's state. It's my understanding it's the pot-smoking estate, too. I've heard that. It's also, yeah, it's, <laughs> drinking's actually pretty popular up here. Not the most drinking. Wisconsin is the most drinking Smoking state. pot's better for you than drinking. I, I agree with you. It's a smart choice. Well, I, I, I tell you what, you guys have a have a thumbs up situation up there. I, I live in Alabama, and uh, we have all the sales tax, property tax, etc. Yep. And uh, uh, I, I tell you what, it's uh, and all the ABC stores they they run the liquor as well. And having said that, uh, I'm very very happy to have raised two children here. It's a there's a sir man mentality, and I do like it. I'm kind of a conservative guy. But I'm telling you what, uh, you you have a couple incentives for uh, for moving up there straight up. But but do you see how the conservative mentality doesn't work? I mean, you can if you can take a look at um, conservative states across the nation. There's all kinds of them. There are lots of red states, and their taxes are higher than they are here in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is kind of a purple state. It, it's bounced back and forth. It's certainly much more red than the rest of New England. There's no doubt well, about it. Well, the Democrats it. here own but guns. the Republicans so are lying to you. They're not conservative. They're conservative when it comes to what you do in your bedroom and conserve, conservative about what you put in your body. They, absolutely. They'd love to tell you what to do with your life, but they're not conservative about taxes. And, and you're absolutely correct, and I'm here to tell you that uh, we got some good people running this year, but uh, we're not going to get a Bachman. We're not going to get a Kane. It's obviously going to be Romney because we're not going to do anything that's going to uh, well, all of those people are are thugs. Yeah, Bachman, Bachman and Kane are not are not going to look. Um, Bachman voted for funding these wars. I mean, you know, these uh, Republicans talk about small government, but they don't want small government when it comes to blowing people up. Uh, they don't want small government when it comes to handing out big old uh, corporate welfare to their to their buddies and cronies and and the corporations or the police state and the border and uh, so on and the so forth. The only good choices for for um, president this this year are Gary Johnson and Ron Paul. Hey uh, Nick, here's what I'd recommend for you uh, if you want to explore a little further into some of these ideas. Uh, there's some great books over at book.freetalklive.com. That's book.freetalklive.com. It'll take you to the free Keen site. And there's some great stuff there that you can download that uh, will really show, I think, be an eye-opener for you. And I appreciate your time and your call tonight. Thanks for the call. If you love liberty, and, and, and to love liberty means that you love it all around, not just liberty for you, but liberty for other people, liberty for people with whom you disagree, liberty for the weird dude down the street. You're not so sure what he's going to do with his freedom, but you know, as long as he doesn't actually aggress against somebody else, who cares? So if you can, if you can right, allow, you don't get liberty once you've aggressed against somebody else. Right. Then, then you've, you know, you you have a debt that must be paid off. So if you can allow others to be free, that's when you yourself can actually have a chance at a, at achieving freedom for yourself. If that's what you want, that is. I mean, if you want to be controlled, there are plenty of people out there that'll be happy to that's tell fine, you what to do. But you don't do. get to let me be controlled in the right. process. Right. There are plenty of people out there that are happy to tell you what to do and happy to take money from you. 
please feel free to contract with them like a dominatrix and have them, you know, do whatever it is that would make you feel good. But for the rest of us, we'd like to be free, and that means we have to allow others to be free because as soon as you try to control someone else, then you yourself will find yourself controlled eventually. Maybe not right away, but down the line, someone else will take the reins of power and turn it right back around on you. Just wait. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live, live from Pork Fest 2011. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You may bring up anything that is the point of this program. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we're at Porkfest 2011, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Go to porkfest.com to learn more. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Lots of great people around. It's such a beautiful location today. Perfect day. Uh, the sun has been out, and it's just been—it's uh, been a stupendous week. I mean, I've, I've met so many new faces, lots of people considering a move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a movement designed to bring as many liberty-minded people here to New Hampshire to get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. There are over uh, 10,000 people, almost 11,000 people, that have signed up. Uh, to join, uh, to move to New Hampshire. About a 1,000 folks are here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, but that doesn't count the local activists, the people that are New Hampshire natives that have been activated by the Free Staters that have come in here. So there's another uh, maybe a couple hundred folks that are like that, maybe even more. I mean, it's hard to, uh, hard to keep track. And so this, this whole pork fest has been a mix of people, people that live here in New Hampshire already, uh, people that are New Hampshire natives, people that have moved here for the Free State Project, people that are moving, people that have just moved, people that are going to maybe move at some point in the future, and the looky-loos, the fence-sitters, the ones that aren't really sure about uh, what they want to do. But hopefully they'll, uh, they'll make their uh, decision up and, and get their butts up here because getting liberty-minded people together is the only realistic solution to achieving liberty in our lifetime. I'm sorry, I just haven't heard a better plan than that. I'm always open to new ideas, so if somebody's got a better idea, I'd love to hear about it. But concentrating activism in one location, and that being New Hampshire, seems to be the solution to me. Let's continue with you and your thoughts here at 800-259-9231. I just wanted to, to chime in real quickly. We're talking about presidential candidates and um, you know that, the like, and Michelle Bachman and Herman Cain were, were mentioned. And uh, it looks like Bachman voted for almost unlimited presidential war powers. Bachman, Bachman voted against beleaguered soldiers. Bachman votes for Internet censorship. Uh, apparently she voted no to the small business jobs tax relief uh, and, and uh, Herman Cain says I think the Patriot Act is about 90% right on he says I'm a little troubled by police officers being able to go into people's homes without a warrant but that being said I'd rather err on the side of detection if you yeah, <laughs> if I have to choose status. between political correctness I guess political correctness is the Constitution to Herman Cain privacy yeah, yeah privacy yeah that's political correctness or doing what's right to protect us um, and the government, that's what the government is always veils itself behind. The, oh, we're protecting you as we throw you in a jail cell. Oh, by the way, before we go right back to your phone calls, I want to announce our brand newest affiliate. Welcome to WEEO 103.7 FM Talk 103.7, the evolution of talk. 
in McConnellsburg, Pennsylvania, an FM talk station, uh, jumping on board for the Saturday show. Sweet. So uh, welcome, um, uh, welcome to all our listeners now in McConnellsburg. Uh, you'll find out, if you haven't noticed already, that Free Talk Live is a little different from those other talk shows out there. Let's talk to Roger, listening in Evansville, Indiana, to WGBF up there. Hello, Roger. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's uh, on your mind? Yeah. Well, I was a lieutenant security police at Peace uh, Air Force Base long time ago, and I've also uh, stood up against the court system up there who threw me in jail twice for a $600 check they'd already cashed, and oh, uh, right now I'm out at our Second Amendment meeting. Okay. But, what does uh, that mean? The guy, the guy mentioned the jury nullification. Mm-hmm. We, we just you got a little reverb in the back. I'm sorry, it's probably long distance communications here. You sound okay. fine. Yeah, you sound great. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah, we just had an institute on the Constitution, and they uh, talking about jury nullification, about how the jury's got control of the court, not the judge, and they can determine whether the laws are fair and whether the person's guilty, innocent, or whatever. Yep. Jury nullification, people can go to FIJA.org to learn more about it, F-I-J-A. It stands for the Fully Informed Jury Association, FIJA.org. They've got some great PDFs. You can order flyers from FIJA, and they'll ship them to you, or you can download a PDF, send it to your favorite printer, and have your own flyers printed out. You can then go down to your local courthouse where they hold jury trials. The time I like to do it is when they're actually picking the jurors because then you actually are targeting the most hot prospects for this information. As potential jurors walk into the courthouse, you stand there, you hand them this information, and you inform them of what you just said, that they as jurors have the right to vote their conscience, to vote how they feel as to whether or not this is a good or bad law, not whether or not the individual has broken the law. So there's so many bad laws out there. This gives you, the, 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 the jury, the seat on the jury, gives you the power over those laws and uh, gives you the ability to nullify it. It was supposed to be the fourth and final check and balance uh, in this supposedly system of checked and balanced government uh, that we have. But they've tried to occlude that information, to block that information from uh, potential jurors, and in many cases they, they may threaten you over giving such information out because it's dangerous to their power. Yeah, it's in the Indiana Constitution. Is it in New Hampshire's? Well, that's a good question. I, uh, I'm not too. I don't think so. I'm not too intimately familiar. However, in in New Hampshire, even though they don't give you the instructions, as the you know, it's not jury nullification isn't mentioned in the courtroom by the the court bureaucrats. I've seen two court cases where it has been talked about in court, and I know that like in front of a jury, the the defendant or the attorney has talked about jury nullification. Uh, and I know that uh, that you know they've been allowed to talk about these things in front of a jury, whereas in other states. If you try to utter jury nullification information to the jury in jail, they will, yeah, perhaps hit you with contempt of court or call a mistrial or something like that. So uh, here, at least I know you can get that information in there. And there is a bill afoot uh, in the legislature that uh, is going to, to some extent, uh, make it so that the court actually has to give people instructions on this. And that's been around since the Magna Carta, right? The right of juries to nullify? I, I think, think it's so. been around yeah. since before that. The Magna Carta, I, I believe, had some kind of codification. I don't know. I've heard. I've heard. I haven't read all the way through it. There's a lot to do with the hectares of land and things like that. But um, it, it has, uh, you know, a, a codified something like that. Can Roger, I give you the is? website on that Constitution class? Yeah, sure. What, what's the class? www.iotconline.com. <laughs> 
IOTCOM. IOTConline.com. And what is that yeah. exactly? Institute on the Constitution. Okay. Well, Done hey, by thanks David for the Whitney. Roger, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800 259 9231. I think that, uh, you know, my, my feeling on the Constitution has changed over the years. I used to be one of those constitutional guys. Uh, I then realized, as Lysander Spooner put it, the Constitution has either authorized all the tyranny we face or has been powerless to prevent it. So I then came to the conclusion that the Constitution is nothing more than uh, a piece of paper with some signatures of a bunch of guys that are dead uh, on it, and so therefore it's not binding me to anything. It was originally a set of rules for the government to follow, but anybody that pays attention to the government people knows that they don't follow those rules, and they ignore them at will, and they don't hold themselves accountable to it. All that said, I still think there's some value in the Constitution in that maybe one could say that the fact that they are there has sort of slowed the growth of tyranny. Uh, and also, I think if you're going to get in front of a jury, then it makes sense to pander to the Constitution. Because I've seen people get in front of it's juries. The rules. I mean, yeah. the Constitution That's is... That's what they believe. Right. The Constitution is at least nominally the rules. Now, I, I don't think that there's too many people that have spent too much time looking at the Constitution that believe that the United States is still operating by the, the, the plain, a plain reading of the Constitution. Right. But jurors might believe it. Sure. I mean, you know, I think everybody uh, agrees that there should be a fair set of rules and that we should abide by them until those rules have been changed. Right. So going, I've seen people go in front of juries and attempt to uh, encourage them to follow their hearts and, and you know, do the right thing. But I think it would also help to bring up certain constitutional uh, provisions, you know, the right to privacy and free speech and all that. And, and actually here in New Hampshire, there's the right to revolution in Article 10. And to bring these things up and to point out how it is that the government doesn't follow their own rules and that you as a juror are the only person in your position who can actually enforce it. You are the ones who can actually enforce these provisions of the Constitution by saying not guilty in this case and nullifying this bad law. Because they won't do it. No. The executive branch will enforce all the bad laws. The legislature passes bad laws. The judicial branch goes along with the program. The only people who actually can do anything about enforcing the Constitution are jurors through the process of jury nullification. And that's a message I think should be, uh, should be delivered to jurors, and I will attempt to do that when I go to trial here in about a month's time. Uh, or when I stood in front of a police car over a year ago, if they take me to trial, I'm trying to you know, bring up the whole speedy trial thing, which is yet another constitutional provision that they should be honoring. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it, you know, the speedy trial is just, it's just dumb. I mean, people believe that, the, that you have a right to a speedy trial. You've been told that. The but, television shows say so. But what does that mean? I mean, right. with the it's term been speedy. a year, and they haven't brought you to trial. You've never asked for a continuance, not one time. No. And you should have a right to a speedy trial, or they should drop it. And, you know, if the founders and all their wisdom really had, uh, you know, that people will often think of the Constitution as this uh, almost, uh, almost biblical document. If they'd really been that wise, they'd have said, yeah, you have a right to a trial within Two 60 weeks. days. Yeah, or three years. You know, whatever. Months. You know, I don't know what, uh, you know, just some arbitrary number. Some kind of number. You know, they can call speedy whatever they want. Well, he's still alive, isn't he? one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yeah, because I've been out on bail this entire time and facing those bail conditions, which are somewhat restrictive as far as what I can and can't do. So essentially, I've, I've, I've even forgot what they are. I've been punished uh, in advance. Hour three is next. You take control. It is Free Talk Live from Forecast. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, 
and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind, the live Saturday edition of the program at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Just because we're live on the scene at Porkfest, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 edition, doesn't mean we're not still taking your calls, and uh, we're not still live. We are here. In fact, uh, this is the last night at Porkfest. We've been here all week long. It's been a tremendous success. The event itself has been an absolute blast. The people, as always, have been incredibly kind, warm, and welcoming, and wonderful, and lots of new faces, as there are every single year. Usually it's like about half of the people yeah. at Porkfest have never actually been here before, which is always exciting. We still, uh, actually, John Kurtz is joining us again here from OrlandoCopWatch.com. And, uh, John, what are your reflections on, uh, on this year's Porcupine Freedom Festival? Well, I've had a blast. I actually had a... Uh uh, I guess it's a gyro wrapped in bacon, um, uh, which was just awesome. <laughs> the train from, uh, wreck, as it is called. Yeah, I believe of, so, yeah. Instead of bread, there's a weaved bacon on the right. outside. Right. It, it was unbelievable from um, Mandrick, I guess. Um, Jordan Page is going to be playing tonight. That's going to be terrific mm-hmm. uh, at the Jazz Hall. Uh, you know, and just meeting all the people and talking to people I met, um, uh, just all types of new people I've met that I've, I've, you know, sort of celebrities in my own mind. You know, mm-hmm. maybe the outside world doesn't consider them celebrities, but I sure do. Uh, you know, people like Adam Kokesh I got a chance to talk with and, and all types of people. So I'm having a blast, as always. Obviously, I'll be here next year. Um, I can't imagine not coming back here. I love it. Awesome. It has been a good time. Mark, your reflections on Porkfest this year? You know, it's a, it's a great family event. It's a big party event. I, you know, I've had a wonderful time. I've done some emceeing of, of uh, you know, different portions, got to talk, see some, talk to some of the speakers. Really great time. I uh, had a too, probably too good of a time at the SACL CAI <laughs> Fun Compound a couple of evenings. Well, you were up till 5 a.m., right? That was one time, yeah. <laughs> that was one time. I, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, there's a lot of late nights. Uh, if you want them to be uh, late, you can go pretty much as late as you want. Some people staying up all night and like, not sleeping. Uh, I, I got some good sleep, actually, here at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. And, of course, tonight's the last night. People are going to blast out. Uh, have you know, Still going to be campfires and... Uh, live music and the the dance party apparently uh, going on as well here, so it's not quite over yet. And uh, inevitably, pictures will be posted, I'm sure, later down the line at porkfest.com. Uh, but it's just been so much fun, and I'm I'm so glad that uh, that we came out for the entire week. Just to give you some idea of uh, of what actually transpired today, uh, apparently there was the Freetown discussion panel. I totally missed this thing. I had to go and do an introduction for Julian Heichlin. I didn't wake up until 11 o'clock anyway, so I didn't. It was actually, I actually have been getting up on time this week. Normally when I'm at home, actually having to do responsible things for my own life, I can't get up on time. But I'm here at Porkfest, you know, partying every single night. And I'm up at 9 a.m. almost every single day. It's just, it's amazing. It's, a, it's, it's some sort of camping thing. When you're out in the woods, for some reason, the sun comes up and you just get up uh, in, in most cases, unless you're up way, way too late. So there was that. Uh, also, some uh, apparently, uh, let's see. Also, some breakfasts with uh, certain people who are of note within the uh, the Liberty community. Bob Murphy, who's uh, I guess a big thinker. Uh, I forget which organization he's with. Was like with the St. Mercy's. 
Is it Mises? It might be the Mises Institute. Uh, he was giving uh, a speech today. The Free State Project elected panel happened today. So a group of folks who have actually already been here long enough to where they could run for, uh, for state house and have been elected. We've got over a dozen, I think about a dozen uh, so-called free staters who have been elected to the state house thus far. One of our listeners uh, who's, I think, been in New Hampshire longer than the Free State Project, uh, Jim Forsyth, has actually been elected to the Senate. So there's all kinds of like free talk live listening people that are actually in positions of uh, political influence in the state thus far. And again, we're just getting the ball rolling here. Josh Noonan, The Federal Crime, played. I think his website, uh, thefederalcrime.com. Great, uh, great music. There have been something like 25 musical performance uh, artists here at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival throughout the uh, the entire week. And of course, that's been a lot of fun as well. And then, of course, the uh, the inevitable group photo where hundreds of people line up and uh, they have their photo taken on the, the big lawn here uh, the, the hill. It's amazing to see Fest. how many people are there. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, so again, porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Now, John Kurtz, you're going to court this week uh, in Orlando because you dared to record video of, of a Orlando cop, correct? Right. Uh, I'm, I have trial scheduled for Tuesday. It should take place Tuesday, even though I don't have 100% confirmation on that, which I think is kind of strange. Uh, I, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but I think it's uh, pretty possible they're trying to avoid having a large crowd there again like they did last year. Uh, I'm sorry, last time. But, um, yeah, I should have trial on Tuesday, the 28th, the day I get back, essentially. Uh, my charges are um, battery on a law enforcement officer, among other misdemeanors, which I'm completely innocent of. Uh, but, of course, they stole my police. Uh, was, so was this one of these situations where you battered the law enforcement officer with your face several times into his fist? Right. That yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, they, uh, I, I, I pushed him, allegedly. Poor, poor men. Allegedly, I pushed him, but of course, uh, when the, the street camera video evidence came out, uh, he changed the story completely two different times because it's nonsense. I never touched the man. He was beating, beating me up, essentially. So um, is he going to go to jail for false arrest? Uh, well, they don't do that. I do could they? I could only hope so, but I, I need to be found not guilty first. And well, don't you understand? No, no. Uh, don't worry, <laughs> it's don't, not going to happen. Don't you understand that uh, it's battery against police officers when you hurt their feelings? <laughs> uh, because you had a video camera, and that hurts. Because yeah. he's used to just getting away with everything that he does, and video cameras are a threat to that. I should have known because this officer Adam McRuler has a history of arresting people who videotape him. He arrested a Channel Nine news reporter before for videotaping him, so yeah. I should have known he was very sensitive to this issue, and I should have just. Let him beat the beat the crap out of this guy, but unfortunately, my conscience wouldn't allow that, and I'm uh, I'm paying the penalty. Good for you for stepping up, and uh, it's it's courageous people like you, John, that encourage others. I was talking with Andrew Carroll, who is a, a Kenyak. He's one of the subjects of the new Libertopia film, which actually was screened here for the first, I think, one of the first times here at the Porcupine, uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival, LibertopiaFilm.com, if I'm not mistaken, is their website. But they follow three different Free State Project participants in their process of getting here and getting active in New Hampshire. And uh, Andrew has done some civil disobedience where he went to jail for six or eight days or something like 13 days for, uh, for having cannabis. He went and he held cannabis openly in a public park in Keene, made an announcement about it in advance. The police came in after about 20 minutes and, uh, and made an arrest. He didn't take a plea deal. He went to trial and, uh, and went to jail over this. And, and he said that uh, the amount of people who have come up to him, and this guy's maybe 20 years old. Yeah, maybe 21. 21. Uh, he moved here when, his, when he was 18, and that was like a couple of years ago. He said the amount of people that have come up to him and said, thank you, you were the reason I moved to New Hampshire. You and your activism, what you did was the reason I decided I'm going to move to New Hampshire. And he said that's just, it's so meaningful to him that he said he was willing to do another eight days in jail if he knew that it would get another ten movers here to New Hampshire. 
I mean, it, it, one person doing something, standing up for what's right, and then promoting it. There has to be you know, word has to get out about that sure. person doing those things. One person doing the right thing can infect a hundred more who will then be inspired to step up. And when their turn comes, whether it's to initiate something by doing civil disobedience like you guys have done in Orlando or to just simply live free and then when they're aggressed against inevitably by the state to not cooperate, not take the plea deal at that point. Uh, again, as long as you've got that network of promotion in there as we do with freekeen.com and this radio show to get the word out about uh, exciting acts of civil disobedience and such, then that brings other people on board. And it's a chain reaction where those new people come, they do something, they inspire someone new, and so on and so forth. And uh, I, th I think that's really exciting. So thanks for doing everything down there. Thank you. It's, it's really been amazing with, with the Internet and everything, how many people have sort of heard of my story from who knows where and have reached out to me. Uh, Michael Shanklin uh, did a video about me that's, gone viral something like 20,000 views wow and I have you know just random people you know messaging me and stuff like that saying hey I appreciate what you're doing and I'm gonna do the same type of thing and so it, it's really amazing how many people you can touch if you just do it and get your story out there so I absolutely encourage everybody else to, to just do it so if there's anyone in the central or North Florida area that wants to come see this trial yeah. and support you on Tuesday morning absolutely. Uh, where do they go Tuesday morning come to the Orange County Courthouse 425 North Orange Avenue Orlando Florida um, I'll be there at 8.30. The trial will probably start around 11. They'll do jury selection and that sort of thing. So uh, please come out and show support. Fantastic. Good luck, John. Thank and you. Uh, hopefully if you're not in a jail cell, or if you are in a jail cell, uh, give us a call and uh, let us know what happens. Mail to jail to me, would you? That's right. Well, I hope that we can get you on there. Mail to jail does tend to focus on New Hampshire-based uh, activists. Sometimes they do break out from that. It's really but despicable when law enforcement officers uh, will go after you for Filming. I mean, it should be yeah. the right of every American citizen or every person in America to be able to, to, to videotape the public servants, quote-unquote, on public land being paid public money on public time. It's ridiculous that they do otherwise. There's more coming up here. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. Find John online at OrlandoCopWatch.com. It's free time. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources and a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. Live. We're here for you. Take your phone calls about what you want at 800-259-9231. Also slipping in some interviews here from the studio uh, here in uh, New Hampshire, Lancaster, New Hampshire, the northern portion of uh, New Hampshire. We're here at uh, Rogers Campground, the beautiful White Mountains with hundreds, surrounded by hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people that love freedom and are willing to do something about it. Go to freestateproject.org. You know, we've been talking about porkfest.com all night. We haven't mentioned freestateproject.org. That's the place you want to go and visit uh, to learn more about this concept, the idea of moving liberty-oriented people here to New Hampshire to get active to achieve freedom in our lifetime. You know that the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. They always do. 
Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins, they could be that currency. They are a decentralized, anonymous Internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value has been trending upward. You can find out more at weusecoins.org. Uh, you know, the U.S. dollar is going down. Bitcoins are going up. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. It's weusecoins.org. Toll-free number, 1-800-259-9231. We're going to bring another special guest here in a moment. But first, we go to your phone calls. Dan is listening uh, to WFLA in St. Pete, Florida. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Okay, thank you. I hope my cell phone battery holds out. First of it, all, Dan. I want to compliment you guys. I've been listening to you for a number of years and you are getting better and smarter and more knowledgeable and more understanding. But I do Thanks. have to I'm working respond. on the understanding part. <laughs> I do have to respond to the gentleman who's not paying property taxes. Yes, I assume he goes to his house and leaves by helicopter, not going on a public road. Most uh, roads are paid for by gas taxes, actually. I'm sorry. City, uh, city roads are not paid for by gas taxes. That's mostly true, but, uh, you know, for instance, at my house, I, I would like to point out, at my house, I live on a state road, and so, um, you know, the state, the state does take gas taxes, but I have to pay for the town roads that I don't use. Does he live on a state road? I, as a matter of fact, I believe he lives off of a state road. But, you know, this is, a lot of these town roads, a lot of these town roads are really just multiple person driveways. I mean, why in the world should, I'd love to pave, I would love to be able to be the one paving my road, the roads that I use. I want to pay for those roads. Is this a talk show? Yes. Do I get to talk or I don't? Go right ahead. Well, we have to have a conversation so you don't just get to ramble for 20 minutes. Okay, I'm not trying to ramble. I just asked a question. Does he use any other city or county services on his property. Well, you, they're not services when you don't want them. For instance, uh, you know, there is a public school in my town. Want them, he doesn't have to use them. Does he use them? But he has to pay for them. I mean, I don't walk into Wal- Walmart. doesn't send paying. me a bill for stuff he's I didn't paying. buy. He's not paying his property tax. I'm trying to get to the point. He's not paying his property tax is he using any services that that tax would pay for what are you talking about me rambling and not making sense this is perfectly clear i can't tell you the only road i could i could assume that he's he's driving on some town road and i would love the opportunity to be able to use a town road that i pay for just individually i'd like to just be able to pay the fire department to be able to cover my house but 80 percent of the taxes in up here how would you go about doing that well i you you see that's the problem there's a governmental there's a governmental organization that wants me to pay this certain amount and then 60 to 80 percent of that amount goes to send other people's kids to school Uh uh-huh if you don't like the school, change the school. How can I change the school? I should spend all this time changing a school I don't want to send my kid to? Because I don't want to send my kid to some governmental Excuse indoctrination me. center. I won't get excited. Because those old dead men wrote a constitution that provides enough variation to allow you to be on a radio talking to people all over the country and trying to get us to act. And we can't all act. We can vote. 
We can protest. We can tell the police they have no right to stop us from taking videotape. Or everybody's got a cell phone. Next time you see a policeman misbehaving, very quietly recorded. Don't tell him you've got a recording. Well, sir, in many many cases, that's uh, in many cases that is a violation of the wiretapping statutes and will get you arrested for felony. Excuse me, you get there is no expectation of privacy from something happening out in the public. That doesn't mean you won't get arrested and charged with. Dan, that doesn't mean you won't get arrested and charged with a felony just because there's no expectation of privacy. I mean, you don't know what you're talking about, with all due respect. With the evidence, sure, I'll be glad to be arrested and charged with a felony. Great. Well, I look forward to hearing uh, of your and when story. When that happens, Dan, then you go in. You've got a, this bond. It's tremendously large. You then have these bond uh, you know, restrictions. If nobody takes any action, you guys act like you believe we could have a country that had no rules, no regulations, no taxes, and nobody paid for anything. And I don't think that'll work either. Dan, well, I just like to—I just like to act in a voluntary fashion. I want government, but I only want the government that I want to pay for. I mean, this is ever, like say. Have you ever read the Federalist Papers? Y'all yes, read- I've read the Federalist Papers. It was one of the most boring reads by a bunch of big government old men that I've ever had. Let me finish my. Hey, are we having? Are we in a talk radio show here? Let me finish just what I'm saying. The Federalist Papers stunk, and they were know, written by like a bunch of big government. Uh, plutocrats. Hey, calm down. Well, what? No, you you were scolding me. You got upset earlier, Dan, and we gave you plenty of chance to say what you had to say. And the thing is, whenever somebody says something to you, you interrupt them after the first after the first two sentences. And of course, if somebody's talking while you're talking, you can possibly be listening. So we're not really having a productive conversation. I'd like to go back to the question you originally asked: Is this guy not paying? Who's not paying property taxes in Massachusetts? using any services. Well, he's not here, so we can't ask him personally. All we could possibly do is speculate. But the point you bring up is a good point, and it is a a valid objection, I think, by people who are still kind of inside the system, and it's one of the reasons why I would not want to stop paying all the property taxes, because I don't have a problem paying for roads and and things like that, and I wouldn't want to be seen as some sort of a miser. You just you just want to hole up in your house and not pay any money into the system and not pay for the roads that you use or whatever other services. I'd be fine with just slashing the property taxes by 60% because I don't, like you, Mark, I don't want to pay for the government indoctrination camps, but I don't mind paying for some of the other stuff. So just start by not paying 60% of the, uh, the property tax bill and get other people to join in in that. That way you're still paying some of it, and that way nobody can point at you and say, hey, you're not contributing your f- so-called fair share. Dan, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I almost never use town roads in my town, but I'd go ahead and pay for the roads because I know it's a small percentage of the the, the taxes. Really, the largest percentage is the money to send other people's kids to school. Not my kid. The money's taken from my kid. My kid's homeschooled. But as soon as the agorist uh, independent road crews start going around and fixing the roads, I'll send them the money instead of the state. There's got to, there's got to be somebody who's better at taking care of roads yeah. than government. So uh, more coming up here. We've got a special guest going to join us in a moment, and you can take control here as well. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything. This is 
Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. In fact, you can control the content of the site. Maybe you see something online that you think is interesting you want to share with our other listeners. You submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com, and then other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on other things, and uh, the most voted up will make it to the front page of the site. So you'll see everything from YouTube videos to news articles to blog posts. Whatever it is our listeners think is interesting gets promoted up to the top at freetalklive.com. So head on over there, get interactive. I'm going to introduce our guest here, and then Dennis, uh, hang out with us, uh, and, and we're going to take some more calls here. But then I'd like to talk, get a chance about the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance and some of the things they're doing up here. Dennis Goddard uh, joins us here on the third mic here at Porkfest 2011, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Good evening, Dennis. Oh, it is so awesome to be here with you guys. You guys are my lifeline into what's going on. Even when I am sitting in New Hampshire and, and doing other things, I'm listening to Free Talk Live and feeling like I'm all connected, and this is so cool for me. <laughs> well, certainly Free Talk Live isn't the only lifeline. There are lots of great uh, Liberty folks up here doing media reporting. I mean, you've got Dave Ridley with RidleyReport.com. He is huge out there across the Internet. And uh, also uh, Jason Talley is now doing Talley.tv. We're going to see Freakeen, uh, the, the Freakeen TV show starting up pretty soon, hopefully. And, of course, you actually host your own television show. And there's me. Capital if you want to know what's actually going on in the state, like not what the radical anarchists are doing in the libertarian ghetto, and you find to find out what the movers and shakers are actually making the policies are, you could watch my show at NHCAPTV.com. Right. It's a good way to keep connected. All of those are great ways to keep connected if you are on the outside or even if you're inside of New Hampshire. But if you want to know what's going on here, they're great windows to the world of uh of the activism movement here. So stick with us, Dennis. Uh, hang out. Feel free to jump in on some of these calls. We're going to go and continue with you and your thoughts with John in Myrtle Beach, listening to WRNN. Hello, John. You're on Free Talk Live. In the amazing universe of podcasts, one podcast stands alone in excellence of broadcasting and neurology. It's verbalsurgery.com that's right verbalsurgery.com get your brain in gear get it full speed ahead get it going right now baby because you are awesome 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 and this podcast when you listen to it you will feel better right now so go to verbalsurgery.com get with the program baby hey man how's it going look i'm looking online here and uh you know don't take this wrong uh but I've actually got you and uh, your buddy there a good deal, one way, one seventy nine each, no baggage cost through Venezuela. So huh? if you don't want to, oh, if see. you don't want to, yeah, it's great. If you don't want to live here and just go with the system, oh, you're this one is of how those. America rolls. Oh, I am, I am. I love it the is, military. This is how America conflict. rolls. It is hey, how America hey, rolls. You're I, right. Uh, let me finish. I got about twenty okay. more seconds, and I'll shut up and answer anything okay. you want to ask me. Okay. You know, I'm not going to ramble on, but yep. we have a system here. It was yep. formed way back by a bunch of guys that put together a constitutional republic, a nation of laws and regulations. You do understand this, correct? No, we I don't have, think we live in a nation of laws. Well, we, exactly. We don't. You don't. You don't. If it were up to you, you'd run naked through McDonald's with a blunt in your hand. I have no interest in that. And Thanks. That may Thank be you funny, very much. You know? no, yeah, actually, you're let me, I want to address this nation of laws thing. Right. He asked you okay, about that, that question. Okay. Nation of laws. If we had a nation of laws, laws would be enforced in an equal uh, capacity. And you know as well yeah. as I do, the cops don't give speeding tickets to cops, and politicians don't pay taxes when they don't feel like it, and nothing happens to them. We don't live in a nation of laws. We live in a nation where there are two classes, the ruling class and your butt. Okay, you really want to go there? Because I've got a rebuttal that will just stop you in your tracks. Uh, but please. Okay. 
Okay, you you are, and I'm not saying you disrespect cops, but look, when one comes to your house to help you, you're going to be there and you're going to support them. The point well, I'm trying me. to make is, is we have 30 million illegal immigrants in this country uh, that are working, not paying any taxes at all, getting free they pay a lot of taxes. shutting That's down schools, statement. and it's you a, you believe a, in a nation with no borders. It's so an how inaccurate can you sit statement. there and bang on the cops when you don't believe in enforcing the immigration laws we have? Well, I don't know. I don't know how those two are uh, tied I'll together. I'll tell you how. Yeah, it's okay for you. Well, to actually, I want to address something that you—an inaccuracy that you made. An inaccuracy that you made is that Im illegal immigrants don't pay taxes. They live in domiciles. Those domiciles are taxed. They eat food. That food is taxed. They they buy things. All those things are transported. Gas taxes. Um, all these things. Also, many of them will take fake social security numbers so that they can work. you know operate in and work in in society. And they pay taxes just like you do. The withholding tax. And they don't get the check back from the government because the social security numbers fake. So that that is a canard. It is a red herring, and it is factually inaccurate. Also, one other correction on something Actually, you said, I live in a John. Immigrant population here, and I will tell you that uh, eighty percent of them don't use any stores but Mexican stores. They take their Mexican paychecks stores pay taxes and their too. Yeah, they have Mexican <laughs> stores here. They have. They all pay taxes. Italian restaurants pay taxes too. These Chinese restaurants don't even have pay taxes. Business permits. They've been shut down left and right. They're not even. That's heroic, if you ask me. Store. Heroic Americans will not pay for business permits. They will not beg permission. We're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, dude, where there are people selling all kinds of products and services who have not begged permission to pay taxes to pay the the state for some permission slip to do their business. If you want to live in a free country, you don't beg. You don't get on your knees. No, like you're slave. right. I, I am fully with you on that. I think that's a bunch of crap. You should be able to sell what you want. I'm an herbalist. I believe in natural nutrition and holistic medicine. I think the government needs to get out of its uh, get out of everybody's life with a lot of things. But all right, John. One more thing need. that you need to be one more thing you need to be corrected on. I would never run through McDonald's naked with a blunt because McDonald's has a no smoking and a clothing policy, and I respect private property rights. Well, I probably so, would after a half a fifth of tequila, but that's not that's for another show okay well so, so john i think i can show, come i'm trying to tell you okay is not all cops are bad i know not cool. all cops are bad they just, they just enforce they a bunch schools. of bad laws john i think yeah, i'm coming exactly at things right, from from don't close bang on them it's upsetting it's i hear what you're saying john. we need a military i know what you're saying and it's john bad slow thing, down you're covering 20 issues at once we need to take this I'm one issue at a time let's take this military issue john very often John, I'm, I'm right with you on this military issue. You know, my dad was an aviator uh, during World War II, and, uh, you know, I'm lucky to be alive because he's, he's alive. And, you know, a after, after the war, and I'm growing up and listening to my dad talk about stuff, one of the things that he always told me was, the boots will march again in your lifetime, and he took care of them in his lifetime, and it'll be up to me one day. And what he always told me was, you never have to worry about those barbarians at the gate. The people you have to worry about, boy, are the law and order men. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I, can, I can deal with that. All right, the, look, the cops, the cops aren't all bad, and we've said that before on the air. I've gone we've on the cops on the air. I, uh, right, we talked. To, uh, we've talked to cops. I'm a friends with, uh, you know, friendly with cops. I've done, been on a ride along with a keen police officer who agrees with us on a lot of issues, uh, and so I am aware of this. However, a lot of the so-called good cops are still doing bad things because when good people enforce bad laws, they are doing wrong. And they need to be called out for that. They need to be recorded. They need to be held accountable for their actions. 
I want police who are enforcing peace. I, I want them to, to keep the peace. I want them to stop violent people from hurting people. I want them to stop criminals from destroying property, graffiti and arson. And, you know, I want to stop rape and murder and I just and want them to give other cops tickets. But I just want to see that happen once. I don't want the police to arrest peaceful people who aren't harming other folks. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I agree with Good. you 100%. See, but I also would I'm glad like we're in agreement. Thanks, John. I appreciate the call tonight. Thank you so much at 800-259-9231. A different John, this one listening in Ohio to WCER. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. John, listening in Ohio in the Canton area to WCER. John going once. John going twice. Let's move on to oh, Frank, apparently, is actually in Ohio listening yeah. to WCER. Frank, go ahead. Hey, I just want to address to John, look, what we want is freedom of the airways. We don't want to be uh, nasty, vulgar, ugly people. We want freedom of information, John. And we are fed up with the pathological liars that are run by Wall Street, the international bankster gangsters, and them telling our military and our Congress, if you don't do this and pass this, this bill and fund a bunch of criminals at, at Gold, Goldman Sachs and, and Freddie May and Fannie that we will declare martial law. So really they, they're, they're sticking up our congressmen that are elected, and then the rest of the Wall Street buys them out. John, well, you I wanna... don't consider them my congressmen, but thanks for the call, Frank. appreciate hearing from you. I didn't elect them. I'm not interested. However, I do understand where he's coming from. Uh, certainly, you know, the police state is getting larger, more oppressive, and the, you know, the banks are part and parcel to some extent of what's going on, at least uh, the Federal Reserve Bank, which is a group of uh, private bank people that essentially steal your money by inflation, inflating the money supply, printing out as much money as they want to, and taking the value from the money in your pocket. It's a pretty devious uh, form of taxation that's almost impossible to avoid. There's more coming up here. Time for you and your thoughts. Free Talk Live, final segment next. We're here at Pork Fest 2011, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and maybe there's enough time for your call if you're on the line. If not, don't worry. We do this seven nights a week. Mark actually just kicked off the brand-new Free Talk Live uh, Sunday edition, which is, uh, at this time, it's an Internet-only uh, program. Maybe it will end up being syndicated for radio. We're working on uh, making that happen with our partners over at the Genesis Communications Network. If by maybe you mean I could die by being hit by a city bus, yes, that's possible. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's moving in that direction, uh, but we haven't quite locked down all the, the details on that yet. So you'll be able to tune in to Mark tomorrow night from uh, 7 to 10 Eastern over at freetalklive.com. Then we're back on the radio on Monday night uh, as we uh, do this thing every single night. So, again, if you didn't get in tonight, it's not too late. If you're on hold, stick with us. We'll get to you here. Uh, Dennis Goddard is with us from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance at nhliberty.org. It's an organization that is uh, – it's – Kind of was started by free staters, I think, to some extent. No, that's completely wrong. Really? It, it was started by people who lived in New Hampshire just after the Free State Project had its vote and decided that New Hampshire was going to be the destination. And what they said was, well, if there's going to be lots and lots of new people coming in, we want to make sure that they are able to get active in a way that's actually going to change things and make a difference. There weren't so, any free staters on the original board of directors of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance? I think by definition, most of them were already... Uh, maybe one or two of them were. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd have to look, but I know it's mostly native New Hampshireites trying to help these people coming in to not be carpet baggers and flatlanders coming and telling us what to do. Well, native New Hampshireites could have been free staters, right? Because in the beginning of the Free State Project, 
you could sign up from all of the you know the, the whole around the world. There were ten different states that were uh, were candidates, and then New Hampshire won in a vote. And all those people who were already in New Hampshire kind of grandfathered in uh, at that point. So sí, technically, uh, they could have been free staters. So anyway, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance has been around for several years now, and they've really gotten a foothold in uh, in Concord. Foothold? They're they're the power in Concord. They're the ones they're the ones calling the shots. I would I know say they're complaining this, that uh, the free staters have taken over. Free right? staters are responsible for putting the guy who is now the Speaker of the House, the New Hampshire uh, House of Representatives. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. He's the free stater choice. He knows he was put there by the free staters who were elected to the House of Representatives. The, the, the chair of the GOP is basically put there as a, as a pawn of the free staters. Basically, the free staters are in control of what is going on. It's true. Right. So, and, and that's only after a few years. I mean, several years of being active with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. You guys are doing a lot of stuff. It's a lot of work there, and there are lots of positions for people that want to volunteer and assist, not just here in New Hampshire, but people from outside of New Hampshire. So if you're out there listening, you think, wow, it's pretty exciting what's going on, and I'd really like to get involved, but I can't move for a few years or whatever, for whatever reason, I feel like I'm tied down, but I still want to help those guys out because it's the, it is the most exciting liberty movement in the entire world. Of that, there is no doubt. Uh, you can help out financially by becoming like a life member or a monthly contributor over at nhliberty.org, but also... Uh, you guys look at every single bill that comes up for proposal in the New Hampshire State House, and you kind of check it out and you rate it uh, based on the liberty rating as far as, you know, vote yes uh, for this because that's the liberty vote or vote no, that's the liberty vote. Uh, isn't that correct? That's correct, and it's all over the Internet. It's something that I frequently do in the middle of the night in my underpants with a beer, and there's for liberty. So it's pretty cool. And, that's you know, awesome. yeah, and, and we try to do a standardized scale. We really try to break out, look. At the end of the day, does this legislation result in a broad-based tax, or is it really a user fee? And if it's a user fee, we're going to say, well, that's better than if it was done as a broad-based tax. Is this something that you know, demeans people's rights, or does it give rights to the state somehow? And you know, on all these objective criteria, so that we can, at the end of the day, say plus or minus, and it's, it's not easy. We debate a lot, and we say, is this pro-liberty, anti-liberty? Then we try to get people to vote that way. Right, you awesome. deliver uh, the voting recommendations to all of the people in the entire uh, state house to give them the information. Hey, here's what the Republicans say you need to do this, the Democrats say you need to do this, and the Liberty Alliance says this is the liberty position. And in just two weeks, Mr. Mark Edge is going to be the MC for our annual dinner, at which we will unveil the new report card, and we will find out who's been naughty and who's been nice and who is a threat to the Constitution in our state. Because yeah. you rate all all of the uh, the different state reps and uh, and senators, correct? You yes, give them sir. a letter rating like A through F for constitutional threat as the lowest rating. Right. That and is you correct. Endorse uh, certain candidates for office, and there's a hundred about 125 in, uh, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance endorsed uh, you know people in the House uh, in New Hampshire. Yeah, about a quarter of the legislature is uh, of the legislature is our pick. And uh, these these legislatures legislators they just passed a budget that was a reduction of twelve percent. And I'd like everybody in Radio Land listening to well, twelve percent is not a big number. You know, the, the actual number was in dollars was a billion with a yeah. buck. It was a billion dollars. And that was three staters responsible that's for those votes. in this votes. state that that's a big deal. I mean, I, I'd like everybody who's listening to think, huh, how much did my uh, legislature yeah. cut <laughs> from? Oh, they didn't. They raised, ta they raised the budget again because government doesn't know how to shrink. 
There's yeah, no way. Look and, at Illinois. You know, Hopefully. begging them and asking them and following the rules of law and all this stuff, that's not going to get them to shrink. So go to nhliberty.org to learn more about them. Uh, Dennis, you're certainly welcome to stick with us for the remainder of the show. Let's get some more folks on here with their thoughts and their comments. Uh, going to Jack, listening in Michigan. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark and Dennis Goddard. Jack in Michigan. Going once. Jack in Michigan going twice. Let's move on to Gordon listening in Oregon to KMED. Hello, Gordon. You're on Free Talk Live, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. A question about the, um, when he was talking about his house being taken, right, and the lien process that that he discussed, I I assume he would have to own his house outright, right? Yeah, um, it's, well, it's sort of like that. Basically, he has a private loan on the house from another individual. Okay. So yeah. We're talking about, uh, for our listeners that don't know, we're talking about the first hour of the show. If you missed it, grab it later tonight at freetalklive.com, where we had a gentleman in who has not paid property taxes ever uh, on his home, and he was talking about something that he would do differently if he uh, would, because they're about to steal his home on Tuesday. What he would do differently would be to have uh, someone place a, like a million-dollar lien on his home that's a friend of his, he places a million-dollar lien on another person's home, and that other person puts a million-dollar lien on their home. So everybody's kind of locked into this lien process where if the government then attempts a tax sale on the property, they, they'll never be able to auction it off because the buyer would have to satisfy that lien before they could actually make the purchase of, uh, of the home. So it would be a right. way to prevent anybody from, uh, from buying the house at the tax sale. Right. Now, at that point, would they just kick him out and take the home anyway? I feel like that's what would end up happening, uh, but yeah. nonetheless, uh, that would be that would be better than you know some uh, someone else thinking they own the place. Oh no, there's a legal detail here, and we cannot collect property taxes. And oh, we're sorry. I don't see it happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was just it was fascinating. That's why I wanted to call. I wanted to clarify it. There you go. Hey, Anything else you want to share? Thanks, Gordon. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Mark listening in Canton to WCER in Ohio. Hello, Mark. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Hi. Well, late at night when I'm drinking wine in my underpants, <laughs> to copy that guy, um, I think about the property taxes. You know, I've never had children. I don't plan on them. And every time they pass the school levy, it's an extra 200 bucks a year, you know, and it just stalls mm. me. So I agree with you with that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I was just sure? a little bit off the subject. Are you guys aware of the uh, Homeland Security surveillance blimps that they've come out and admitted that they're all over the United States? No, I have not heard that story oh. yet. But then again, I've been, I've been I disconnected. Seen one. Is this new news? Is this like within the last week? Because yeah. I've been out in the woods. I haven't seen any news. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I've noticed these things following me late at night, and I thought, okay, you're going over the edge now. But uh, I'd shine a flashlight at them. They'd come closer. Well, come to tell Homeland what? Security just, just came out about a month ago and admitted that they have them all over. And... Uh, how high up are these things? I mean, um, you can just shine a flashlight out. How high up are you? Well, they're not real <laughs> high. Yeah, really, it sounds like it, I know. Uh, they, they look like a, a manger star, and, and you can see them everywhere. Uh, we have three where I live, and they actually... Hold on a second. Hold on. A point of clarification. Yeah. Are you suggesting the blimps only come out at nighttime? No, they're always around, but you can only see them at night. And uh, Why would that a, be? Um... I don't know because I'm not a real technical person, but I know that... It sounds that, uh, a little paranoid. I mean, now, where did you no, get this no, news? No, I listen all the time to Alex Jones, you know? That explains and, it. Okay, that explains but, it. Do these blimps really, trails? keep an open mind because I've actually seen these and talked to other people, Wait a know. second. Wait a second. Yeah. MSNBC.com, eyes in the sky for Homeland Security. 
from blimps right. to do-it-yourselves unmanned vehicles, a trend takes flight. No, no, the unwritten rule is the crazy free talk live caller is not actually saying. It sane. is 2005. It's the year 2005. Look, I'm not saying that there aren't unmanned aerial vehicles. We know that in Houston they tested the drones. The police department was testing drones in downtown Houston uh -huh. for monitoring purposes. So we know these things happen. But it wouldn't make any sense that if you could see it at, at nighttime as a star in the sky that you couldn't see it during the daytime either. I mean, if it's a... That, that, well, maybe I'm my sorry, eyes are not as good as they should be, but I'm telling you, I... Well, they'd be better during the day. Okay. Your eyes would be now, better during the day. Okay, now, I, I, can, I never thought about that, but let me tell you my own experiences okay. with them. That's why um, we're here. Yeah, I try to keep open mind because I do not know everything. Dude, you're going to have to tell us another night. We're short, too short on time. Thanks oh, for the okay. call. Call us another time. We're going to get Nick in here real quick in uh, Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. Go quick. you got the last 20 seconds. Hi. A caller a while ago made the claim that if you use the services of government, then you should pay for them. First of all, the government does not treat taxes as a payment for service because they take the money whether you use the services or not, and they also provide those services whether you pay for them or not. But furthermore, even if they did charge you only for the services you received, it's still not a fair payment because you can't opt out. Let's say you stop at a red light and a homeless person comes up and starts washing your window. Are you obligated to pay him? No, because outside of an explicit contract stating otherwise, receiving a service does not obligate you to pay for it. That's right, and I never agreed to their uh, services. I never signed a social contract. I just want them to leave me alone. We're out of time for tonight at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 edition. Thanks so much to everybody for coming out here. It was awesome, and we'll be back next year. We'll be back, of course, on the radio on Monday night. Mark will be back tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You have a super rest of your weekend. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.